un hombre que vive peligroso Todo lo que hace es sabroso Cada vieja que lo ve Le escurre como bien Quizás no verás la mañana Welcome back. It may be cold in Detroit, but all of our spirits have risen to the top of the roofs where it's hot, where it's warm. The That's where hot air rises. Hot air rises, and currently, yeah, the guys. The fire rises according to Bane. Fire does rise according to Bane, yeah. which is interesting because I learned one of our characters from this movie was in that movie. Playing what, a goon? Uh, Maroney. Can know. you guess who in this movie looked like a real actor who would be in The Dark Knight? Well, Eric Roberts is a real actor who played Blake. That's exactly who it was. Okay, yeah. That but guy he, has he, six thousand credits to yeah, his name. Yeah, he's the 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 talented member of the Roberts family. It ain't Julia? It's him. That's that's it's his uh, brother. brother. Holy! There was shit. one time. See, you don't know. There was one time he was the famous one, and she was a nobody. Well, he. I went through his IMDb. You we, should. We. I think we talked. <laughs> I think. Did we do a movie that we definitely talked about yes. him? Because we talked about him on when we had Taffy on for the uh, Playboy uh, thing. Because he was in the movie Star 80, which was about Dorothy yes. Stratton, who was in it. That's a good movie if you haven't seen it. He's really good at it. I, I happen to click on that one. Yeah, he's good Out of at that. all 6,000 of his movies, I scrolled through all of them. I happen to see that one and click on it. Mm. And I. He's also in Run Away, Run Away Train, Train, which are audience desperately wants us to do which yeah. i don't think would be a good episode it might be good it's a good movie i'm sure yeah. i don't think it would be a good episode what? but yeah i don't know what ha- i think drugs i don't know what happened to him but he is he is a legitimately good actor. that dude he seems to be our kind of actor though he just takes everything his sunglass acting which we'll get into was top notch. oh my god when I he mean, stepped over and grabbed his dick <laughs> yes. i was like this I guy too. on I, the boat yeah yes. i was like this guy fucking acts and i paused the movie today and i was like i need to look up his imdb and figure this out and sure enough seventy five thousand credits yeah he's so, been yeah everything for over 40 years in know? 2023 alone he was in like 200 movies I think he's making those bad Christian movies though, because I think he had he might be. he turned Christian when his drug problem got out of control. That sounds right. Yeah. And this movie did come out in tw- it was filmed in twenty seventeen. 
Is there any backstory on this movie at all? Because I did I not did, see any. I, I mean, didn't it, find it seems any, like. Find see, here's the thing, people. I think. Uh, wait. Should we get in? No, let's yeah, get no, in. No, 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 no. We, we can't. can't yeah. we, were, we got so fucking sideswiped here <laughs> yeah. by uh, Eric Roberts. Eric yeah. Roberts. Well. We were supposed to talk about the heat that's rising to the top. Not, not. Yeah, the we're heat. on a high. We're actually. We normally we uh, record on Saturdays, but due to the shit weather. Oh yeah. Rate, fuck your sister. Chop off her head because winter has come. As George R. R. Martin said. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Boil the onion, chop your sister off, you know, rape the second it's cousin. It's cold as fuck right now. As we speak, it's, it's what, eight degrees outside. Yes, it's probably lower. It might be six. Yeah, because the sun just went down. Yes. Uh, so we couldn't uh, record because there's snow and ice. And I'm not like, I love you guys, but not enough to fucking drive in this shit. Yeah. You know, so I'm like. We put it off, and then so we're on a high right now because we just I we saw our Lions win, and my Bills won too yesterday. So you're just in hog double high. Yeah, they could they could meet in the Super Bowl, people. There's still the potential. I, I think, can see them beating KC. Sorry, Abra, this that, will take five minutes. That's happening. I yeah. think that's going to happen. I don't I don't know about Baltimore though. I think they're going to get their ass kicked. Hey, I I'm sorry to say this. I already have a ticket for them to win the Super Bowl. But if it's I got to say, if it's Lions, Bills, I got to root for fucking Lions. Even though I was born in Buffalo, I, my heart is in Detroit. I, this is the city that shaped me. Yeah. And I also want to say I've seen every Detroit team win one championship. And just to let everybody know, because there's some people, somebody's listening in Boston, or they're listening, like any of these teams that's perenna, perennially, is that how it's pronounced right? Uh, perennially? Perennially? Uh, <laughs> you don't know the pain. I'm going to put it in perspective. I hope you're listening, uh, because this will put it in perspective for you. You'll probably appreciate it. <laughs> the last time the Lions won a playoff game, I was in high school. Griff wasn't even fucking in school. Okay, was He was three, in preschool. I was three or four? Yes. So no preschool. You didn't go to preschool? That's probably why you're so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, they sent me to My brother and sister did not. They sent me to a preschool because I was interesting. Uh, so that's how long it's been. 30-plus years. So we're like already in Detroit losing our fucking mind. Most people are like, big fucking deal. We're in the playoffs every year. Dude, I was in anxiety mode all week. I didn't look at anything football. I usually read. I, I go over the schematics. I read the blueprints and everything. I know, you're Mr. Everything. Analytics. I go, I'm Mr. I don't go into the box score numbers. I just watch people break down the plays and all that shit. I didn't do any of that. I was so nervous this whole week. Yeah. There's very few things that get me excited anymore. There's no movies that come out. There's one movie coming out. Hopefully we'll get. Yeah. I'm a little excited about that. But that's a known conclusion. The movie's going to come out. Right. The Lions winning. And by the way, people... What you booing Matt Stafford for? He did. He we gave us twelve years to get our shit together. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What do you mean at the game? Yes, they were booing him. Yeah, go ahead. Get over it. All right, I, he did nothing. And anything, you're in the position you are now because of Matt Stafford oh, leaving. I love Matt Stafford. To show respect to the when guy. he shows up to the don't game. Don't boo his kids or whatever yeah. they were doing. That's fucking bullshit. If they league. were booing his kids and family, that's fucked up. If they were booing, you know, and cheering when he we got concussed on that play. No, when they're when you're playing the game, that's different. But when he's coming out, give him a round of applause. That's all I mean. All right, that's all I mean. Yeah, because when we're in game mode, I saw people saying we can't. We can't 
boo the off- offense and him and all. No, and I was like, you no, can, no. In the no. game, you can boo. Yeah, but I'm sh- I'm just saying like he didn't do anything wrong. Eminem said it best. Give us this fucking game. Come on. And he did. Like, he came through like he did every playoff run. He lost in Detroit. He lost in Detroit. Well, well we should... never had a fucking playoff yeah, game in Detroit. Yeah, I was going to say, he lost on the road. But still. Um, what's interesting is people are saying Detroit is cheap. Cheap. What does that mean? Because we beat the shit out of Puka Nakua, and then we beat the shit out of Matt Stafford, and then we beat the shit out of that, uh, that tight end. And then a week ago, or we two did weeks that ago. One guy, they pile drive that guy. They didn't even talk about it. They didn't. They chopped him in the legs, and it's, he fucking, like a nail, his head got driven. Was that the tight end that got hurt? Yeah. Or, because. That's called football, people. Hey, I, I hate this kind of violence and everything. I love it. But you know what that is? Stafford throwing hospital balls. And I love this. this was, we'll end it with this. My The guy I go to for all my football knowledge, Skip Bayless. Even he said, because the, on the last drive, we got away with a penalty. We did grab that Puka guy. Yeah, there there was enough where usually in the regular season he gets yeah. called. But he even said, look, the Lions got robbed in that fucking uh, Dallas Cowboy game, which is shocking for, well, Skip Bayless is like schizophrenic when it comes to the fucking Cowboys. He loves them or they're garbage. Yeah. And he said, look, it evened out. Because we're the kings of the... When it comes Murray. to getting fucked, the Lions are the kings of getting fucked with bizarre calls that yeah. never called. That would have benefited the Rams, too, because they wouldn't even have had to come to Detroit to play us. We yeah. would have played probably Green Bay or something. Also, we're forgetting the fact that in that game, there was the offsides on the Rams that got called on the Lions somehow. Yeah. So even in the same game, there Whoa. is a call that made uh, no sense. Uh, so okay, I just want to apologize for anyone who's tuning in to hear yeah, hear Blackbird hey. talk. But we're at, we're now. excited, all right. Yeah. This, does, this is, doesn't happen every day in Detroit. Literally, I, I as a as a grown adult, <laughs> I've never seen the Lions win a playoff game. Three, four years old. Yeah, the last I time. have, and it was like I said, I was in high school. I'm fucking going to be fifty in two months. Yeah. Sorry, so man. all right, all right. Now before we get into the the movies, oh though, no, what now? I have another movie <laughs> that I need to talk about. Is it about a foreigner? It's yes, there is a foreigner. In okay, it. cool. But the star is American-made, Mr. Charles Bronson. I I I talked about it a little on Twitter because I was so gobsmacked, as they say, over the pond about this movie. Yeah. It takes place in England. The first yeah. half does. Would you say this movie uh, did a tap dance on you? On my dick, yeah. Because <laughs> it, be, yeah, because it was totally like, even I was creeped out by this movie. <laughs> because and it's very. It came on 1970. It is. This I was like, who advised Charles Bronson to do this fucking movie? It was so he was so miscast. Let me break it down for you. Charles Bronson playing a 38 year old probably literally was 38 look 60 like he always does it was like 73 or 40. 70 yeah 70 okay very of its time very antiquated gender roles in it he is dating a 16 year old played by Susan George who uh, the last time we she's no stranger to going Globus theater no shit she played the the wife of the guy that Frank O'Neill Fox in Enter the Ninja. <laughs> okay. Uh, she's 16. I think she was 20 at the time at the movie movie was made. Yeah, I think I looked it up. Uh, and they're fucking, and 
it's kind of like he's shocked. Like, what's the big deal? I'm fucking a 16 year old. You were telling me like the whole world is kind of looking down on him. Yeah. Well, except for like the girl's mom, which you think would be the one person who'd be like, get play by uh, uh, Pussy Galore, Honor Blackman from uh, from uh, Goldfinger. Okay. So there's people like familiar faces. Uh, Jerry's dad from Seinfeld played a doorman. Oh no shit. Did I ever tell you a story? I saw <laughs> I saw him at a Comic Con like twenty Stiller. Jerry. No, not no. That's uh that was George's dad, Jerry Stiller. This oh. was the guy Oh I don't I know, know the guy's yeah, name. Yeah, no, but I know they had it was at Comic Con like twenty over twenty years ago. Okay. And it was they had him and the woman who played Jerry's mom were there. Okay. <laughs> and I, I don't know what this guy was thinking. Because he's like, you know, like I don't know, seventy at the time. He's wearing this in tight shirt that said like number one dad on it. It was like really weird, and he had these giant fucking glasses on. That's like one DMC glasses. Was it? Yeah. There okay. was a scene where Jerry gives I, him a number one dad it was shirt, skin, and it was skin tight. All right, then I love and, it. Then okay. I, I apologize. Yeah, God was, rest your soul. <laughs> I don't. I must have missed that episode. But it yeah, was, it's a bit. Yeah, yeah, it was. It That's was good. Okay, and then it makes sense. <laughs> I apologize. I love that he did it over sound or didn't say like Seinfeld on the back. So you were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. I was totally like, what's going on here? I wish we had more mo- moments like that in modern times. Yeah. So, yeah. So he he's going to go to jail for statutory rape, obviously. So he's like, what are we going to do? And then she's like, I looked into it. I talked to daddy. She's 16 Acts like a 10-year-old, which makes it even creepier. She's That's super so immature. It's not cool. even one of those situations where, like, oh, she's a mature, like, girl, like, wise beyond her years, and it would make a li- maybe little sense. Right. No. Childlike. And that's supposed to be the whole point. And the, by the way, not a drama. Screwball comedy. <laughs> this is play. Like, we're supposed to be laughing. Richard Donner, who directed Superman and Lethal Weapon, directed this movie. <laughs> Fuck. So it's got a pedigree. You're like, oh. why are these people doing this? <laughs> so weird. So, I mean, it's supposed to be a takeoff on uh, Lolita, the, the the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also, it's called Lola. It's on Tubi, by the way, if you want to watch it. I, I will warn you, though, because it's so old and probably nobody wants to touch this movie, like remaster it, super dark and grainy, okay. awful audio. Okay. But it's only like an hour 20. So You, you did say right. Grandpa was a pimp, though. Did you want to mention him? Grandpa was totally cool with fucking young girls because he is fucking young <laughs> girls in this movie. It was so... But, but, it was so antiquated, the whole gender roles and everything, even by me, my standards. Everyone knows I'm a misogynist. And I'm like, yikes, <laughs> this is really fucked up. <laughs> so I don't know if this fits our, I mean, there, I mean, Bronson is a, a regular on Golden Globe Sierra. I don't know if it fits our, our what we're known yeah, for, but yeah. it might be an interesting episode to do because there's a lot to unpack with this movie. Right. Because oh, I mean, I'll just I'll just finish it up. So he's worried about statutory rape. She's like, I looked it up. I talked to Dad's fucking lawyer. If we get married, it's okay. And he's like, Well, you we can't get married here in Scotland. You can get married at sixteen. So they fly to Scotland, get married, and then he decides he gets he gets kicked out anyway because he gets his visas like up or something. But did I mention he's an erotica writer on top of it? Charles Bronson, erotica writer. I could see. I mean, well, we know him about the fucking Kinjete, Kinjete's hashtag. Well, I think this is kind of inspired Kinjete. I think this is the prequel. Forbidden subject, yeah. He becomes a cop, and he moves to L.A., changes his name to Lieutenant Lieutenant Crow, he changes his name to. Right. 
We said in that episode we think he's projecting. So maybe this is uh, this is perfect for our show. I don't know. I mean, you guys flipped out on Twitter, but the law of Twitter says if you flip out on Twitter, you don't listen. So I don't know. It's even weirder, Murray. We were just talking about the cast of Twin Peaks. Peggy Lipton <sighs> yeah. is her name, and that's who we were talking about. That was his wife in the movie, who is very age-appropriate for Bronson in that movie. Yeah, she's only 30 years younger than him. <laughs> was she only 30 years younger? Something like that. Yeah. That crosses over. She was like the... 40, and he was like 70 or something. In Kinjite? Yeah. No fucking way. Bronson was so close to I think he was, yeah, he was close to say. He was like 68, 69. Holy shit. Well, he died like not that far along after that came out. Okay. All right. Guys, it's not a Bronson episode. Uh, In fact, we're going. By the way, if you're new to us, because (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of people who who haven't seen this movie and they're coming to us. By the way, if you're new to us, you're going to feel like you've seen the movie after listening to this episode because we are like the, the shamans, the medicine man of yeah. old. We carry, we, like we, we tell the tales. We do not cut corners. No. We scene by scene blow this motherfucker. You know, most, like, most, uh, there's very few reviews to this movie. Most of them are like, it sucks. And then, you know, exactly. that's, that's it. Yeah, that's the thing we got to get to. We fucking tease this cock for an hour to We're nine edging. hours. We're edging this motherfucker. But if it, when, when you blow, it feels so good. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, you're going to hit the ceiling <laughs> to continue this yeah, metaphor. It's going to be like a volcano. You're going to hit the ceiling when you, when we finally wrap up the final scene of this movie. Right. And I want to start this out because we have been praising foreign Base, you know, immigrated to uh, yeah, foreign born, immigrated to America directors, and we're thinking we got another one. Yeah. Until five minutes ago when we looked up Wikipedia. (laughs) Yeah, we actually did some research. Yeah, five minutes before. I was gonna blame you guys. I mean, look, I can say this. I'm half Irish. I was gonna blame you guys for Michael Flatley. No, it's all us. Chicago born Michael Flatley. We just talked about this. What Detroit? Detroit born. Wow, so he's like a blues man, like Sensei Seagal. Exactly. That's why he's so tough. And then two months in, he moved to Chicago. Okay, they had to go to a softer city. So the flat Detroit was too badass. Both emigrated to from Ireland to America and lived in Detroit when they conceived the Lord of the River Dance, who I grew up knowing because of infomercials. I don't. I just knew him because there was that craze twenty years ago for river dancing. I didn't know. I didn't know what he looked like. I knew the name. Yeah. I knew he was the Lord of the Dance. Yeah. How do you earn that title? Did that self-proclaim Lord of the Dance? Is there, I, is there a competition? Irish people, let us know. Yeah. When I was going through his Wikipedia, he was a phenom. He was. Um, I don't know who to relate it to. He was the Taylor Swift of the dancing world. You know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You get what it. football player did he date? Fucking Walter uh, Warren Moon. Walter Payton. Walter Payton, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago. Oh, okay. The Fridge? I don't know. So <laughs> so he's not foreign-born. Yeah, he's not Irish. Sorry, it's all us. I'm going to blame you guys. It's all us. Supposedly. Obviously, we didn't do that Why does he research. have the little brogue, though? Is he one of those fake patties? Yeah, he must those have Those Boston been, guys? When he was like 17 or 18, he was winning dance-offs, Irish dance-offs and shit, so much so that the president, I think they have a president, yeah, of Ireland was like, give me this fucking Yes, and so he was over in Ireland beating the shit out of them. Go fucking beating America. Beating them at their own game. Yes. Isn't that, it's an Olympic event, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. 
<laughs> just beating them at their own game? No. Or Irish dancing? Irish dancing. <laughs> I don't know. Don't we have a Summer Olympics? Or is that a winter Getting sport? back to, all right, we feel betrayed because we were excited because we, as we, we just said, alluded to earlier, for, we love to watch what a foreigner thinks of. It puts a mirror up to our country, That's our right. faces, and shows us what he thinks we are. And the, this is the gripe I have with movies now, especially in the Western world, and why we shouldn't be building a wall. We should be opening up yeah. the wall to let these people in. Yeah. Because Western people, and I'm, so basically America and Europe, we're too self-aware now. Oh, my God. This movie, I, I'm sorry, guys. I would love to tell you there's tons of wacky shit happening. This is... Without this is the most competent movie we're going to be doing. Yeah, competently made movie we're going to be doing this month. I, I want to say it was very boomer cool. Yes, very much so. Okay, it it's not a good movie at all by any stretch of the imagination. No. but it's not. It's it's no dangerous man. Yes, it it has a flow to it. There's a self awareness to it. There's like there's certain things where we're like, fucking immersive van, like go for it. And you could tell Flatley's like, no, this is going to look ridiculous. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. There's no Jim Cotta moment, guys. Ex- There's no Irish f- dance fighting. Which, yes. would, the, If this was made in the 80s, you better believe there would have been some dance fighting. Right. And that's, that's the thing I was asking you before we started recording. was like, what do you mean by it's not self-aware? Cause there is it some, is too there, self-aware. Or rather, yeah, that. But I was like, there is moments that are clearly not self-aware. Well, there's some boomer energy. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I but mean, this you, is this, this has to be Michael Flatley's audition for James Bond role. Yeah, he wanted to be a cool spy, and yeah. he couldn't. Did get he into finance it. this? I, like, that's the thing. I did not find out if he financed this. Apparently, this was released in Europe, but still has no release. That we had to call. We had to make a lot of phone calls. A lot of we can't we use names here. Call in a lot of favors. We can't use names here. No, we can't. We can tell you the phone line didn't go across the Atlantic. Yes, and we got a copy of it because, and I'm like, why? It's not because it's, it's not it's bad, but it's not embarrassingly bad. Yeah, it's just kind of like you'd be like, to me, it had a very much TV movie vibe of it. A hundred percent did. Yeah, it was not cinematic at all. Um, they kind of set up the movie in this type of like. Ocean's Eleven secret group that all worked together and they all had their own job. But yeah. there's like five people in this group. What is any of their jobs? I don't know. And I what like do the any fact of them do? that he is haunted and he leaves the agency. The agency. And they all leave with him. Yes. They all. Yeah. No, one person stayed behind. Yeah. And then. The head. Yeah. That's his. No, name. the head stayed behind, but Vivian yeah. stayed behind too. Oh, yeah. So it's like we have Vivian. So she just kind of disappears from the opening scene. Then we have Nick, who was like, what the fuck does this guy do? We never find out. Then, we, Well, we know Matiti's specialty is basically doing all the work. Yes. Yeah. And they put him in a servant's outfit and everything. Yeah. He yeah. is the um, the antiquated, uh, they, they, they call it the magical black guy. It's yeah. kind of he's vaguely like that. It's the Tonto Cato. Non-white guy who is the servant, but loves being the servant to our hero kind of role. Right. Like, I, he gets all the shit done, and the guy, every once in a while, gets a pat on the head, told how awesome he is. Yeah. From the white hero. So we have Nick. We have Matiti. Matiti's role, actually, do, you do get to see him. He's kind of pulling files. He seems to have intel on everything he going on. He does everything. Yeah. Then you have Kaz. Kaz. Kaz, who somehow does not age over 10 years. No. Well, she's, um. Yeah. She's just a waitress. She's just, she's just 
When they don't need information, she's a waitress. The information that Matiti gets, she is the person who delivers the information from Matiti over to Victor. She's Michael also Flatley the go between, between. She's a liaison yeah. between our guys who are out of the business and the head who's still running the business. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She does still pick up oh. the phone because yeah. that's woman's work to pick up the phone. She's the secretary yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Basically, yeah. We could use a hacker on this group. You know? She, I think, was supposed to – I think that is what her role is supposed to be, but they didn't really flesh it out. They did but not. I think she's supposed to be the hacker. Some kind of hacker because yeah. they, they show laptops in this movie. But oh, I man. think Nick is just the muscle. Nick, I feel like, was supposed to be the muscle, but then they also have their bartender – Who's always got the newsy cap on? Is he one of them? I thought he was just like he was he, the bartender. He was the bartender at the funeral, though. I thought he was at just, the funeral. I thought he was just a bartender. So you think they brought him around? Yes, got him into the good. brotherhood. Yeah, <laughs> at pouring Irish. Every whiskey. time they after every time they end a mission, they go to that one pub that he's the bartender at. Every day, every morning. Like, Nick's constantly got Long Island iced teas, or maybe they call them Long Irish iced teas or something. Well, this is like in the. Like Bermuda, I think. Oh, is it Bermuda? Yeah, they're not in Ireland. No, they're in like all a... the shots are Ireland, though. So I was confused. Yeah, well, well, really, on the beaches, there's Irish beaches. Like I guess that? so. When I looked it up, it said all the shots were done in Ireland. Uh, but I don't uh, know. Yeah, so um, I hate to bust your guys' bubbles. We're really excited. Like we're gonna like really try. I mean, we got a lot of shit to talk about, but. Yeah, it's not. It's not on that Amir Shravan level. I'm sorry. It's it's right. too competently done. It, it it has flow. It has something going to it. It's not that awful. It looks like a movie. It looks like a movie. A TV movie, but still, it looks like a professionally done movie. Like, if I mean, I I give it up to he's uh, flatly okay actor, not great, but not yeah. awful. Yeah, decent director. Yeah. I mean, the shots look like, like good. Hey, if you I mean, compare this to how Danzig shot his movie. <laughs> yes. Flatly. Flatly blows Danzig out of the water. Flat out. Flat, all flatly over needs to do, be cinematographer for Danzig. Now, why Flatly didn't do more of the music is interesting, because we know that man can rock a fucking flute. Irish flute, I guess? Skin flute, whatever flute. <laughs> he is the Ian Anderson of Ireland. Oh, man. Thinking, uh, uh, talking about uh, skin flutes here, I thought Rod Stewart was gay, and that man confused no the shit out of me as a child. Rod Stewart got the only dated models. He only dated girls half his age. I had he, that. He inspired Lola. I had that song. Some guys have all the luck. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. And so I was listening to it Some earlier. Guys have all the and I love that. I do enjoy that song. And that man does not give a fuck about anything. That is the most embarrassing music video I've ever seen, but Rod Stewart kills it. You, well, you need to see uh, uh, Billy Squire's video that killed his career. Oh, I do need to see this. Yeah. But, but I, yeah, Rod Stewart. We did, it was an innocent oh. time. We didn't know what he, video was. You know what he Michael also, Jackson taught us what a video could be with Thriller. Did you know that Rod Stewart wore an earring in his right earlobe, though? That's the game. We didn't, one. we didn't have the rules back then. We were still working them out. <laughs> it was a lawless time. The bandana coat. Well, there was well, that, there's that whole urban legend that he got semen, uh, a inordinate yes. amount of seminal fluid yes. pumped out of his stomach. <laughs> when I looked up Rod Stewart gay, that was the fifth article that popped up. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Opener is over, Murray. <laughs> Send us in to this movie, and we'll have so much more fun on the other side. <laughs> All right. Get ready for Michael Flatley 
in his directorial actor writer debut. I hope there's more. I hope there's more. It's called Blackbird. Is today the day you wish to confess your sins? No, today. My sins are my own. You heard about the incident in London? Blake Molyneux is extremely dangerous. This is our chance. We must get Victor involved. No one can do what he does. I'm not the man I used to be. The Blackbird is dead. You're the only one who can stop this. We've got to come back and fight. When are we going to get past this? I'll never get past this! You can't just hide from the world. Victor Blackley, I believe you have something in mind. Who I am is none of your concern. And what I do is out of your control. Bless me, Father. For I have sinned. And I'm about to sin again. Welcome back, everybody. We are entering the Flatlands. Irish Flatlands. This is a Dance Lord production, by the way. Oh, my God. I still got to get that to you. If I get that to you tomorrow, do you want to put something up with that? Sure. The little video of him doing the tap dance. Sure. Yeah. That could be our, uh, our episode. Because Michael Flatley had a studio do a little animation because he figured once I do this movie... People are going to be clamoring for the Blackbird. They want to well, see those wings spread. Yeah, I, I really think this was his audition for the James Bond role. Because it only cost $3 million to make. I bet it was self-financed. I bet he called in a bunch of favors with the actors. Yeah. Like, Eric, baby, I need you. He might have helped them get drugs in the past or something. Or maybe he helped them get clean. Could be. Maybe there's some kind of dance instructional video that, you know, got Eric a few ladies in bed. Who knows? So, yes, we have a drone shot, beautiful drone shot of the Irish uh, hills. The drone is dancing over a river, a little symbolism there. Yeah, there we go. He's like, he's, not, he's like, you know, he's easing us in the world. He's like, I'm, this is Michael Flatley. Now it's Victor Blackley. Oh. Which I just got that. And it's really annoying I, to me. I just got that, too. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that anymore. So we see it's like almost a dreamlike scene, and there's a cage with a black bird. In yeah, because we enter this big old palatial estate, and we go right in the front door, and we get to this whitewashed room. I know everyone's like thinking, why didn't we open with the Beatles' Blackbird? Well, we don't get flagged immediately. That's why. Yeah, we, we need to actually not uh, yeah. get partially blocked in 84 countries. Yes, yeah. so that's why. But, yeah, so we see a beautiful woman. Not age appropriate, but... Too young for Flatley. This yeah. is supposed to be him 10 years younger. Well, he look, he's, he's, he's ageless. He is ageless. No, he looks about like 60, which is what he was at the time. Yeah. And... Uh, She's letting a bird out of a cage. A black bird. Oh, wow. Right on the nose there, Michael. <laughs> 
And then, boom, we're back to reality. We're at a funeral. And it's raining. Of course, it's raining. And didn't know, let you know we're in the motherland of Ireland. The guy's giving the funeral rites in, in Gaelic. Yeah. So he's like, lucky charm. Ashes the ashes, tons the tons. And I can say that I'm half Irish. Sure. And uh, it's it's her funeral, Griff. It's yes. a beautiful woman's funeral. It's we have to do. You know, Flatley did a good job. We're going scene to scene here. We understand that that woman in the dream sequence that was whitewashed is the one being buried here. Exactly. And we see some people with him. We're we don't know who these people are. We're going to learn who they are. Yeah. They're troubled for him. They see the pain he's in. He's this is. Also, I believe, this is my interpretation, because uh, Flatley is a dancer, obviously. Yes. His homage to Gene Kelly and singing in the rain, because he's wearing the kind of similar suit that Gene Kelly wears in that scene. I see it now. It is raining. And we want to point out, he threw, and that's not all the movie, but I'd say about three quarters of the movie, he's wearing a hat. Yes. And it's always, always, always a little, little roguish little tilt. Oh. And he's still, even when he's even in pain, he's still a little, like, little winking at us with that little tilt. Do they call it an Irish brogue? That's the, that's the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the accent. Irish so brogue. isn't that fun that he, you say he has a roguish tilt and it's uh, called, you know, maybe it's an Irish broguish tilt. Could be. He's not maybe. wearing a tam or anything, but he's got. What is the, the tam That's the little beret with a puff oh, ball. with the puff the ball, top. yeah. I think that's Scottish, though. No, okay, yeah, yeah. But, uh. Yeah, so he's uses this in pain. Well, he's got his closest friends, all four of them, uh, maybe five, maybe six, and one of them saying, "Hey, it's tragic, buddy. I'm not gonna do the accent because we all know how that'll go. Hey, it's tragic, buddy. Just hey imagine, there, buddy. <laughs> tragic. You it's did like, what you had to do, bro. <laughs> Am I Vince Russo now? <laughs> no, he's Brooklyn accent. <laughs> The bro. Anyway, tragic. <laughs> the Irish bro. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, oh my God. God, what happened? And we go, we get a flashback. Just a flashback of fire. Yeah, and him and his piercing Bo- blue eyes and, his and bulging eyes. <laughs> By the way, he had a this is very common among Irish people. Very large head. I don't know what it is about Irish people. Their heads never stop growing. Did you know that, Graham? <laughs> I mean, like you can see, I have a giant fucking head. So you I can, you have know. A giant head. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an Irish thing. This is why a lot of famous people, movie stars, are Irish because the, the big head looks good on, on, on screen. screen. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But then we why. see you in person. You look like a bobblehead. Yeah, you look like a lollipop. Is Ron DeSantis also Irish? Because he has a giant melon. No, he's the Sanctimonious. <laughs> I saw a closed caption where he was called Ronda Santos. <laughs> and it made All me right. laugh. So they're, now they're having a wake because they're Irish. They got to get drunk. It's Irish people. Yeah. Everyone's going inside except for Victor Blackley. He stays back. He's just out there, not dancing in the rain, just no, mourning. Not singing and dancing in the rain. I'm mourning in the rain. Basically. <laughs> His crew are worried about him. The chieftains is what they're called. Yeah, we learned this. They're they're a crew within a crew. They're in, they work for the agency. Yes. They don't even say it. It's like it's not even MI six. It's even more secretive. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even double O. Yeah. So I don't know if we learned it right here that the chieftains is the group that they are. Yeah, I but, just said that. Yeah. But we do learn it right uh, here. I think so. 
Okay. Well, that's what I was asking because uh, you said it. I know that. No, but you're you're famous for repeating something I said five seconds earlier. So I yeah. just went, I didn't know if this that was true. that. Yeah. No, that's just for the audience, Murray. That's never for me. Um. So, like we said in the uh, before the trailer, there though we get we get to see some of our reoccurring chieftains, yeah. except for the head. The head is here, but he yeah. works outside of the chieftains. Well, he's still working for the agency. agency. Everyone else leaves. Right. There's still a part of the agency at this scene, because this is 10 years yeah. earlier. 10 years earlier from where our movie really takes place, and we see, I think it was Nick, his best yeah. buddy, who yeah. always looks like uh, he, the Irish drunk. Yeah, like he's hungover. Like he just woke up in an alley. Constant, like four-day salt-and-pepper beard, yeah. hair disheveled constantly. Until Sweaty the very, looking. Until the very end of this movie. Yes. So there is a character arc, and it's <laughs> yeah. Nick. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So just to give you a little heads up. And this guy's I I don't know, I'm assuming he's he does have a Irish accent. I'm assuming he's a real Irishman. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. So yeah, and they're just like they're like the head's like, What are we gonna do? He's irreplaceable. He can't leave. The whole agency will fall apart without him. Right. Little Seagal moment. I was gonna say know. this is why I was confused about you saying he was completely, you know, self aware and it's like that's a pretty unself aware line. Oh, he's he's, not, no, I didn't say he was completely self aware. Yeah, no, 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 no. You didn't. He's, he's too self aware. No, yeah. I, I I'm just right. saying that you you were right. If this movie was less self-aware, he would have fucking Irish dance kicked somebody, yes. and it would have been more entertaining. <laughs> yes. yes. This movie was made by Menachem Golan. You're going to dance. <laughs> yes. Where is the dance scene? Where do I know you? Dancing. You need to dance. <laughs> he would have put, actually, Menachem would have put him in breaking. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he would have been the star of breaking. It would have been good. So, like, the, the head's like, we can't do it without him. Right. So he goes over to the window where we see Victor, Vic, Vivian. Vivian. God damn it. Victor, Vivian. Ugh. Uh, Don't like it. Vic, Nick, Vic, Viv. Vic, Vic, Viv, Nick, Vic, Viv. Cos, Viv, Quan, who, there's, a, there's also uh, Aka or something, who, <laughs> at, who Blake constantly calls Azkabar or something. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. I there's don't. name botching. Oh, yeah. Not just me. And Head puts his hand on uh, Vivian's shoulder. Because she's looking at him like just about to cry because he's, she's feeling his pain. Right. Ten years younger, feeling his pain. Just wants to reach out to him. And she's like, what will he do next? Don't worry. He's one of us. Mm-mm. Cut to ten years later, and if you want to talk about scenes that mean nothing, here's a scene that. Well, means... no, it, it's no. This sets up. This sets up the MacGuffin of the, of the. Right, it sets up the MacGuffin, but it also puts us in a place that we talked about last week. Who the fuck are these characters? Yeah. I'm writing notes. I want to know. Well, we do see our villain right here, Ahmed. We or see... no, Farouk. I'm sorry, Farouk. Okay, it's Ahmed in IMDb. Yes, but it is Ahmed in the movie. And everybody does call him Ahmed in yes. the movie. So, I wonder if in the credits he was actually Ahmed and just everybody decided to call him Maybe Ahmed. Maybe they pronounce it that way. I don't know. That's a good point. And so he our villain, is it Farouk or is it Ahmed? I think it's Farouk. Uh, Farouk. Farouk is the main villain. Farouk Ahmed rarely went out and did anything. Yeah. Ahmed went out with Quan and a guy who I swear did not speak another language, <laughs> but they had him garble in another language because he was kind of doing a fucking uh, Ivan. All right, we'll just say for it's well, it's Ahmed. We'll say all right. So Ahmed and an Asian man who never gets a name yeah. are in a, uh, in a car together. And they're going to have some kind of handoff. The Asian's going to give Ahmed something. Right. 
and then he goes out. He goes out to get whatever it is. And then we cut up to an office where a guy is putting files away he's and feverishly everything. shredding papers. He's nervous, and you know he's anxious because he's got the anxious bottle of Irish whiskey on his desk. He has some, I thought it was Bailey's. Bailey's. Yeah. If you're drinking straight Bailey's, <laughs> uh, you're you're beyond anxiety. You're like I don't know. You're white girl drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's a knock at the door. He gets a call first, right? Uh, I think he does get a call, yeah. And it's like, meet me in an hour at St. James yeah, Church. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And then we see a, a silhouette because it's one of those like uh, fogged windows. Fogged up windows. Yeah. And I believe, I don't know, I believe this is the Asian guy. I, I thought it was supposed to be because I think he goes yeah, inside. Yes. But it's like, wait, the Asian guy I thought was supposed to do the bad thing. Well, he, I think what he's doing is he's this guy's a higher bidder, so he's double crossing on Gakmed. You think so? That's oh. what I think. Okay, because yeah, because yeah, I think that's what it is. Because we're assuming we don't know, we don't, we don't judge, we can't, we can't tell a race by a silhouette, and we don't see silhouettes. Yeah, here right. in Golden Globus Theater, right? But we're assuming it's the Asian man, and he chunks like an envelope and like as there was like a mail slot or something the door there was, put a, there was a little mail slot in there okay yeah, so and then he, he takes off and then the guy goes down reaches down and it's like a mini like cd-rom disc Dude, thing they did a good job of setting up this prop because this is not a thing that i've understood to exist <laughs> well if you're a super spy it is yeah because yeah. it looks like a floppy a uh, floppy diskette but it's the size of an sd card and it's got a transparent case, so you can see like a little filament disc in there that it would write to, right. and that makes it super unique. Yeah, because who would use this? This exactly. is lost technology. Exactly. So this is our MacGuffin, people. This is what everybody wants throughout the movie. Do you want to talk about what it is right now? A MacGuffin. The MacGuffin, like what the disc is, because it's no. We got to get to it. Cause you want to get to it? There's a reveal. Later you want to do the reveal? Yeah. Okay. We just know that they want this. Yeah. And then the man grabs it, and he hurries over to St. James Church, and there's a nun there. He goes up to her, starts macking on her. Because that's... That's what you do. That's it's, what you do. Yeah. Especially if you're in London. I mean, they got the hottest nuns. When I was over there, I was macking on It's not Italy? No, it's not Italy, actually. Not the Vatican? All the Italian nuns are old as shit. The young ones go to London. The young nuns? Young nuns young go nuns to London. have no fun. Yeah. And so he uses the kiss to hand off the the uh, disc. Right. And then he, he walks out the back door. He's being followed. By the way, these guys are not even trying to be discreet. Like, yeah, they're literally the your your two thousands goons, guys with shaved heads and beards yep. who look vaguely Eastern European. Yep. And they're yelling, "Hey, you goob, come here! Stop! We, we gotta get to you. you!" They're literally. Five steps behind him. And when he stops, they stop. Yeah. And then he moves. And then they move. Yeah. And so they follow him. They get to the church. Uh, our our guy with the MacGuffin has already passed through after macking on the on the nun. He's gone through the nun. Playing it great. She's like, ew, gross. What the fuck was that? Pl- looks to the other nuns. Like, Parishioners are like, what the fuck? Yeah. I can she, do that? Right. <laughs> and so the we see the three goons pass right by the nun. And go right out the back door following our MacGuffin guy. And so the MacGuffin guy gets out there. He's running down alleys because we know London. It's all alleys. That's why I loved it so much. Wet alleys. It's all wet alleys. I did not see one Zarth. 
They're because they're not they're not native to that. They're no, native, they, they're native to Eastern Europe. We haven't figured out. Those, how to, that's why those guys are probably scared because they're from Eastern Europe yeah. and they know all about Zarkthas. Yeah, and remember, Zarkthas only travel over trucks, so you have to have you would have to put a truck on a semi truck well, with they, the. They got the tunnel. You can you can you can you can sneak a, a Zarkthas into England. Oh my God, guys, be on the lookout. Yeah. So he gets cornered because he's like, there's like a, a gate blocking his way. And they're like, yo, bro, where is the MacGuffin? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you willing to die for this, bro? Because we want the coin. And they start using the word coin. It's clearly like a diskette, but they're calling it a coin. Yeah. And he refuses. And what's he get for his trouble? Death. Death. All right. Meanwhile, we see that nun out on the streets, and then she does a quick presto changeo, throws <sighs> roll, throws her nun habit off like a cape, and she's got a sexy babe ready to go to a rave. Yeah, really. She was in like a cat, uh, the cat, uh, wait, catwoman cat suit. Yeah, it was cat suit. Yeah, well, that's a, that's the international sexy spy outfit. Right. You can't go out and do spy shit unless you're wearing that skin tight cat suit. Yeah. God damn. And she hands the coin off to a car that she takes off. All right, and we're getting to I'm Murray. We'll save this one for later because it wasn't yet. We're coming in on the wait. What does he call it? The blue. The blue moon. The blue moon and. You know, he's a man in his 60s. He's got to have a cool club. It's 10 years later. Is this supposed to be like an homage to uh, Humphrey Bogart and Casablanca? Ca- I was just going to say Casablanca. Yeah. I've never seen Casablanca. I haven't either, but so I know. I, cultural gonna... osmosis, I kind of know what it's about. Yeah, I feel like maybe. I was trying to do the cultural osmosis. Warriors come out and play with somebody the other day, and they're like, no, I don't think I've ever seen that. It's like been on this earth for 40 years how do you not know come you out and play? I, you should have said here's our episode on it listen <laughs> so yeah he's got his club and the fucking they said if he's gone we're gone so the chieftains went with him right every chieftain member is here and we slowly get introduced back to each one even though we still have no names for them so i don't know i'm guessing is maybe it's got to be probably uh uh British territory or former territory is it Jamaica it's something like that yeah you know? yeah it's on, it's on the beach you know yeah as far as I know Ireland doesn't have these beautiful beaches that are turned into white people resorts and countries that maybe know. yeah maybe he just did like a day of this exteriors to make yeah. it and obviously no one cared enough to really go through and put all the locations in there he probably owns a fucking island you know flatly so maybe this is his personal island. Yeah, they, maybe this is Epstein Island. The, I don't know. The, uh, President of Ireland probably gave him the island. This is probably his old fuck pad. And I like this because he has his own... We're about to find out. This is like a big old hotel resort type yeah. situation. His villains, Farouk and Ahmed, they have their own resort, but it's run down. Well, I don't know if it's their own resort. I don't know where that, what that's supposed to be. I know, but it looked like it could be a resort or a hotel. It was in a jungle type environment. And it was We're getting ahead of ourselves. Now we're with, we're Victor Blackley. He's got the fucking white dinner jacket, James bonding it up, you know, looking good. He's in the bathroom, just putting on the cufflinks, finishing up the look. Then you slowly get to crawl up and you're like, this man hasn't aged in 10 years. This is yeah. fascinating. I don't know, we didn't say it. This is 10 years later. Yeah. We've said 94 <laughs> times. No. Uh, so he's got that one little curl hanging down. He just brushes little it back Superman up. Little Superman curl. Yep. He brushes it back up because, hey, it's business time. It's dinner time. 
So it's like a jazz club because that's what that's what the boomers love. They love their jazz. Oh, jazz with singing is just not as good. And especially when it's this chick doing it. Exactly. You can tell this place has doesn't have enough class yet. Yet. Uh, so it's Madeline, who is the uh, sexpot character. Young, I think she's Irish too. She had some kind of accent. She did on. actually have some kind of natural accent. Yeah. And uh, she's singing like some. Uh, she's singing Mac the Knife. Oh, the shock has. It's, oh, that's as, it's, 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 she's as bad as I am right there. That's how bad it was. It's a very cringy scene. I gave people. We got, we got like, it's like a woman backing band. We got the playing with the brushes, the drum with the brushes. Oh, oh yeah. And there's somebody playing a tuba for some reason it, and an it, accordion. It's, it's very... incredible to see how well, like, I don't know how hard he had to, had to work to figure out, like, all of his extras in this movie, but Flatley did a good job with all the extras. They did look did like they were playing instruments, too. And they were very diverse. They were incredibly diverse. And so he's greeting everyone. He's, like, doing mingling, you know. Uh, Matiti has to give him. Matiti is a name we don't learn until 20 minutes in the movie. We might be two minutes in the movie yeah. at this point. Um, but he's telling them, okay, you got the fucking Greek mafia over at table 21. You have the mafiosos over at table 32. They want to talk to you about some fucking. So what we're learning is very much like Porco Rosso. This is very much like a pirate haven where bad guys come to hang out. Which I think was also like in Casablanca. I think that was in. Yeah. Thing. And everybody's just cool. Like this is, this yeah. is neutral ground. You come here, you don't fucking exchange right. uh, violence. You exchange deals. And uh, Victor's cool with that. He's, he's, he's withdrawn from the world. Like he doesn't want to get involved with anything because of the loss of the love of his life. Yeah. So he's like, let them do whatever they want, as long as there's no trouble. Yeah. And this is consistent about his character throughout the movie, for the most part, is that he's just like, hey, I don't give a shit. Just let them come. They'll come, and they'll leave. That's how it'll go. So Victor, he's schmoozing. He's like, oh, Stavros, how are you? You know, and behind the scenes, though, Matiti's getting a call. There's a special guest coming. So special, they're having him have the Infinity Suite. Yeah, he's telling this to Kaz, who's like the number two person who answers the phone. Right. Because, yeah, because she, it's probably, well, Matiti looks like he's of an age that yeah. he doesn't understand computers. So that's Kaz's role. That makes sense. Right. So, she, and he's just like, run a background on this guy. I recognize this name. Run a background check on it. Right, because she's immediately asking him, what's the deal with this person? The Infinity Room. We don't get that ready for anybody on short notice. Run a background check on this. I'll have to call London. Called them. So year 2017. <laughs> <laughs> so Victor walks up to Nick. He's always at the bar. That's where he's like George from uh, Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he uh, Nick informs him, Blake a Molinov, Molinov cocktail and a small crew will be visiting. And he's just like, whatever. Who cares? I don't give a shit. Right. But he's like, look here, laddie. Blake's an arm dealer. And he may be involved with a little incident in London that happened. You hear over here at St. James Church? That's that weird moment. We saw. And he's coming here. He might be doing some devilish deals, laddie. And he's like, don't give a fuck. And we get that flashback, and Victor's going back to that fire, and we're see. I, I don't remember if we get to. Uh, no, I guess we don't get to see the fire yet. Like what's being consumed by the fire? No, we, just we can see assume. Fire. Yeah. All right. The day uh, they shut down. This is 
So it's like after hours, it's just the crew hanging out. It's the you know this is a boomer resort, so it's eight o'clock at night. Everybody's like, well, they're they're all they they got they took the keys out of the glass bowl. Everybody's ready. <laughs> all it's the Swingers Club. It's the Swingers Club. <laughs> it's Swingers Resort. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And this is great because they're just relaxing. They're calming down the evening. Yeah. Our whole chieftain crew is here, except like the only new- guy who does work is Matiti. Why is everyone relaxing? Dude, you know? and Matiti and the bartender, <laughs> whose yeah. name name in a good Irish day, there'd be a bartender. Seamus. Seamus is there. He always looks so dead tired. That poor uh, man. Yeah, isn't he, isn't he always wearing a little Irish cap? Yeah, too? he's always got a black Irish cap. He's got the vest with like the white collared shirt on, no tie or anything. It looks like he has some tattoos all over him, yeah. rolled up sleeves so you could see, you know, the fucking. He looks like he's in his 20s, too. Everyone else is like fucking 50 something. He looks like a rough 20. I'll yeah. give you that. He yeah. does definitely because, yeah, never yeah. mind. We won't go into and that. And so one. they're just like hanging out, it's the crew, Every... chieftains. Oh, yeah. He ended up going, Victor ends up going down here because Maddie, the singer, like, gets in his ear sensually. It was like, come have a drink with us. He's like, oh, let's see, maybe. He ends up down there. He ends up down there. But he does not have two drinks. He has a drink. Right. And Nick is like, oh, you came to hang with us to the end, brother. Well, remember, Nick is the one who's constantly drinking. And so he's like, have another. What? We're going all the way to 9.30 p.m. tonight. No, not me, friend. I got a big morning. I've got, I don't know, <laughs> crumpets to make. And so <laughs> you can't just throw the to the end part they got away. big fats of corned beef and cabbage. <laughs> They're just boiling everything. That's Irish cooking. Let you enjoy I'm that. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, Murray, we've talked about ways to emote, show love in various forms, and there's multiple interesting ways people show affection or sensuality in this movie. Really? And they have their own form, the chieftains. They wrap a hand around the back of their friend's head, and they bump forehead. Wow, they're like Wesley Willis. They yeah. do the cocoa butt. Yeah. So that's what they do here. Nick... And Victor get each other, and they wrap each other in the ba- ha- their hand on the back of their friend's head, and they bump foreheads to the end. To the end, laddie. To the end. All right, now this is the cut to, this is where you think is a resort. I don't know what this place was. It was abandoned. Yes, it could have been a hospital. It had the overhang like you would have at a hospital or a hotel. But this hotel had a fucking Tango and Cash shower that we're going to work in. So I figured this has got to be another swingers club. Okay. Big fuck shower. This is where we see the Asian man from the the first scene in London, and he's the shit beat out of him. He's tied to a chair. Ahmed is there. I think his the muscle good guy's name was Saeed. Quan? No, that was the that yeah, was no, Blake's that's, guy. That's Saeed, guy. yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what? So this is why I think he double crossed them, obviously. So he, I guess, I'm assuming that guy who we never see again, well, he got killed. We can't see him again. But the guy in London, he was the highest bidder or whatever. And that's, so he, So the Asian guy fucked him over. Yeah. Said, oh, I'm going to go get it. Don't worry, the disc. And then he gave the disc to that guy instead. This is not what makes this movie not that great. Which, by the way, this is a great time to bring up a rating <laughs> for this movie. Two on IMDb? Would you give this movie a two? I might give it a little more than a two. Like I said, it's competently done. Yeah. But it's not good. Yeah, it's no. like a four. I'm never going to watch this movie ever again. Yeah, it's like a four or a yeah. four and a half. 
It's yeah. below the line where you're like, I'm yeah, this watch is not. This I'm sorry to. I hate to push you guys, but it's not embarrassingly bad. No, it's just just bad. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like I wouldn't be like. I don't know why he didn't release it in America. It's not that bad, Michael. You no. can release it. God, you see the shit Nick Cage is putting out these days. <laughs> yeah, put this movie out there. Right. Who cares? People want to see it. We've our people do. Yeah, we've shared this movie with a lot of people <laughs> at this point. All right, so he's being tortured by Ahmed. He's like, "You don't fuck with us, man." Farouk, and then, and then uh, the Asian guy's like, "I have diplomatic immunity or something. You can't do this to me." He's like, "We're doing it to you right now. What are you talking what are you about? Ta- You're in the jungle, baby. You're Welcome. Gonna, you're gonna die to it." And so we see that these people, Farouk, Ahmed, they don't fuck around. That's no, the don't. only thing we're establishing in this scene. Right. And that they have a rundown hotel. Right. And Ahmed's like, you made a big mistake crossing Farouk. And then the guy, Saeed, comes up and like slits his throat or some shit. I don't yeah. know. But we've got bigger fish to fry. All right, Murray. Next morning. Back at the blue moon. Yep. Matiti again reminds us that Blake is going to be ru- ru- the first 40 minutes of this movie is just Matiti going, Blake's arriving. Blake's arriving. They're building up the tension. Yeah. Is it tense? <laughs> no. We don't. We saw Farouk and Ahmed, and they're brutal. Well, we, we know that Blake is an arms dealer, and he might be involved. He might have been involved with that London case. Did we know he was an arms dealer at this point? I think, yeah. I no, think, I think we learned it in a second here. No, I think Nick tells him that in the, in the right, and we just talked about that. I uh, know. I think in he was the just opening saying, establishing scene. I thought they were just saying that he was up to. Sh- he could be up to shady shit. They don't learn it until they get all the files here this night. Okay. I think that's when they learn. You're right because dealer. his cover is he builds hospitals. Yes. Yeah. And and. But then again, they work for the for the agency. They might know some shit. You would think, but they're ten years separate from. Them. That's true. Yeah. But the head keeps him ahead of. Kaz ahead of him. <laughs> So, right. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, that was everybody. such a waste of time. Right? Blake will be arriving, and uh, he's like, Victor, plan for the worst. And he's like, look into this guy. I thought we just told, he just told Kaz to look into the guy. Right. They're constantly We're, looking into this. He's being told to look into remember, this guy. But remember, Victor is the guy who's just like, nope, let him come. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I, don't, I don't put my fingers in any pies anymore, except Poontang pie. Not I, even that. Yeah, he really isn't, because... Never mind. Let's save save some fucking granules for Blake finally arrives. We've been hearing about this guy for 40 goddamn minutes. (laughs) And it's well worth it because we're getting a real actor. Eric Roberts is Blake Malignan. 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 And my God, his sunglass acting. He's got that fucking quaff of hair that just. Amazing hair. Oh. The sunglasses, they are so low down his nose. (laughs) They're just on the precipice of the tip of his nose, and they never fall off. That's why it's amazing. Yes, and he does a, such a fucking good job of subtly like delivering tension, whereas you were like, oh, they're trying to build up tension here. It is, Michael has not done a good job, but he, Eric Roberts, is out here being the fucking uh, Wings Hauser. He's right. slaying it, and I'm so glad. When I watched this movie, I was like, I'm so glad this guy's here. This guy's an actor. Right. And he's and he's good. And he's got his his buff guards and he's got some a familiar face, someone we just saw in the beginning of the movie. I barely recognize her because she had the fucking funeral veil on or whatever it's right. called. But well, she's got a giant hat on in this scene too, doesn't she? Uh you know what? I think she did have a big sun hat on. It's Vivian, people. The not lost love of Victor, because Victor's lost love is Dead. 
Did they? You said Grace. Did they actually say his wife's name in this movie ever? Because I Dude, never hear it. I don't think I got that right. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I they don't use a lot of names. Like I said, twenty minutes in, I finally learned uh, Matiti's name. It took. It, we haven't even learned it technically full yet. Full name in is this Akuna movie. Matiti. But... Akuna Matiti. Yeah. They they're really bad about using names in this. I figured his wife's name was Grace. I think Grace might have been one of the uh, resort workers. I don't know what his okay. wife's name is. They well, never we're going to call her Grace. I like it. because I figured out what Nick's job is, Bellboy. Because he comes out to get the fucking luggage. Yes, he does. Yeah. And then he notices Vivian. They both notice each other, but he doesn't. He just plays it cool. Right. And they're just locking. I mean, they're doing a bad job of playing it cool. Because this is where you get that glasses. <laughs> Not even touching them. He's allowing them to slowly <laughs> tip down his nose. That's great acting. And again... How is he doing this? Because he's not tilting his head really. You don't see. Goddamn. It's, it's like a, the reverse of that meme where the sunglasses come down. Yeah. These go off. They slide <laughs> it's, a, it's like a ventriloquist. You never see the mouth move. You never see his head tilt anything but the glasses right where he needs them. And so he's like, do you know my fiance? This is Blake talking yeah. to Nick. No, I don't know a lot. Unless, unless you were at the... And he says something in his Irish accent that I could not comprehend. Maybe you could. And then Vivian picks right up on it and goes, No, I've never met the man or been to the place. There you go, laddie. She's just got a face I've seen before. And then they separate. Victor, haunted at the church... He wants to confess his sins, but he's not ready yet. Just doesn't have the time. Doesn't have the time. He's too busy running a resort. And the the priest is like, I don't care what you did. You're so amazing, God would forgive you. But I want to hear the details. So you got to tell me. Right. We can go into the booth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Father. There's not enough time in the world for this confession. So he's got the rounds to make, Victor. That is. So he's back out there. He's busting. We get the threes. This is our threes company moment where Nick just has to say one sentence to Victor, right? And Victor's like, "Don't have time. Sorry, the Guinness came in. The Baileys came in. I I got to unload." You see, I've got the clipboard. I got the business (laughs) clipboard, and him and Matiti are just. But 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 the boss. No time, laddie. Nikki, I'm sure you can handle whatever it is. You're looking drunker than usual today. I love you. So, <laughs> we got to the room. Blake, we tell he's a businessman, immediately on his laptop. He's either watching porn or he's doing business. <laughs> oh, my God. This almost rivals a Neil Brain hacking scene. Well, there's what? only one laptop, though. What? Brain always yeah. three minimum. Yeah. <laughs> he always has three spread. He's on the bed. He's got this big one in an otter case, in an otter case, in an otter case. So you can't even see the laptop within the foam insulation of this case. And he's chirping away with one hand, and the other hand just kind of like floating around. <laughs> it's fucking, he studied under Drago. He really is. Hand I love actor. Eric Roberts. I really uh, do. Yeah. Uh. And that's when Vivian comes in. And she wants to take him out. You know, she wants to go have fun. She wants to flaunt it out on this fucking resort. She's thinking this is a swingers club. Like, when in in Rome, swing your dong, whatever. It's been a long time. You know, if you're in any kind of secret agency or anything like that, you never know when you're going to die. So every day, Cope Diem or whatever. uh, Carpe Diem. Carpe Diem. Cope Diem. Diem. Seize the day. Seize the day. What's the other one the kids say? Yeet. (laughs) 
<laughs> YOLO. YOLO, that's the one. Yeah. So, of course, she's like, I haven't swung in 10 years. I can't wait to be three-weight. I don't care. Yeah, you know all the Chiefs have fucked each other. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So she's like, I don't care if I'm muff diving, if I'm getting double-sided. I don't give a shit. I just can't wait to have another wrinkly body on me. <laughs> and Vivian keeps herself in tip-top shape. Yeah, she's pretty tight. And Blake is like, sorry, baby, I got some business to do. Here, here, why don't you go shopping? He pulls out a giant wad of bills. Yeah, he Shh. starts counting them, and then he's just <laughs> like, nah, take it off. <laughs> Yellow or red? Yellow or red? She's in like a see-through little thing. Yeah, they're like, she's, she's it's like her bathing suit. On. No, it's yeah. a bathing suit, I thought. You know what? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. she's like, which one? He's like, I think the yellow. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? Just go... Get out of here, kid. Have some fun. Go go spend some money. I got it. You know, we are here on vacation, but it's also a businesscation. So I got to wrap up. I got a Zoom meeting to do or two. You this know? is the way we get our tax write off for yeah, this trip. Exactly. This is how we got <laughs> I do tax one meeting. And, then yeah, I'm just, and I'm totally going to yeah. tube on this meeting. Wait, <laughs> yeah. what is the guy's name? Tube. Yeah, Jeffrey Tube. Jeffrey yeah. Tube. I'm totally. For people tube. don't remember, he was a guy uh, from CNN who was masturbating during a Zoom oh, call. Oh, COVID years. So uh, we cut back to Victor. He's talking with Kaz about what they're gonna, what the plans are for tonight. I think they're gonna have like a, a dance off or something in the club. Right, they're working on like the big evening plans. It's disco you night. Know. The, you know, they're like. I think Casey and the Sunshine Band's coming. To play. You know, Maddie's not been that good lately. We're talking about getting an outside band. We're gonna have to like get her out of the scene because she's gonna be jealous as fuck. Because that bitch is jealous as fuck. And that's when Dream Weaver kicks up. And Victor notices under his broguish rogue hat tilt. He's like, do I recognize that face over there? But just like that, she's gone. Well, what throws ice water on the boner is her guy, her shadow, if you will, her yeah. bodyguard, Quan, who walks up behind her. As they will call him in a later scene, a big unit. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's black, so yeah. So uh yeah, so he he's constantly shadowing uh Vivian. Vivian. Yeah. Anyways, Blake, he's back in we're going back to Blake's room because yeah. hacking is the important part. Right. Yeah. Ahmed calls up. He wants he's like, where the fuck So this is what I don't understand. So uh, who's working for who? Like Ahmed works for Farouk. So obviously the guy in London was working for Blake. They got killed. The guy in London got killed. Okay, yeah. So Blake Swooped in, he cock blocked the whole thing. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I think so. You're he right. was he outbid the Asian guy. He outbid Ahmed with the Asian guy. So yes. that's what happened. Yeah. So now he's like, "You got to deal with me, Ahmed." Okay. Yeah. And so that's why they're having this interaction. He calls up and he's immediately getting sassy with Blake uh, uh, Ahmed. And remember, Ahmed is not the boss here. He's, he's the, the stooge of yeah. Farouk. And so Blake just constantly, and Eric Roberts is killing it with sassing him because we're watching his end of the phone. So he's just fucking like, oh, God, this guy. <laughs> and so he tells him, yeah, 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 bud, uh, I got this shit. Just make sure the wire, the money gets over the wire because we're talking about, you know, money transfers. You can't just right. Venmo. You got to put it over the wire. <laughs> right. The wire. Ahmed goes, I'll be there in two days. Be there or be square. 
All right, Viv. This is another homage. This is the uh, scene where Ursula Andress comes out of the out of the water in Doctor No. We get that homage with Vivian coming out of the water wearing a similar bathing suit. Right. And hey, man, I, body looking pretty tight. She got a good body. Got yeah. a butt on her for a fucking white woman. Right. She is a dancer. That's you why could... I assume she was the dance one of Flatley's dancers because she's got nice legs and a butt. It felt weird because when I was looking this woman up, I was like, is this some kind of like uh uh um porn star or something i'm so murray listen listen i'm this isn't dancing again dancing dude, would definitely be a porn i'm star. so used to our misunderstood geniuses not being able to afford real actors so they have to get porn stars yeah. and this woman is attractive enough she she looked like she had a young but old face she could do some milf stuff yeah and and yet yeah, yeah she looked like she had like a very nice natural body on her but no, I looked it up, and it's like, you can find her whole acting profile, where she went to school, how she went to school, yeah. all the shit she worked in, everything. Yeah. Way too many details. I was like, this is kind of weird to see. It's I'm called not... the internet, yeah. But it was just weird how it came to be. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. She, she bumps can... into Victor. Is Victor wearing a hat at this time? So, yeah, she finishes up at the beach. She notices that Quan is still watching her, and she's like, Harumph! And that's when she goes up to get dinner or lunch. And that's Does when she, we finally uh, Doesn't get she walk up to Victor's table, like sits with him? She's going to get a table for one. She's walking by, and Kaz puts, uh, puts her at the table behind him. So as he's walking by, Victor just starts right up. There's no subtlety to it. You're not doing a good spy job here, Victor, because he... He doesn't do a moment where like they're sitting back to back and he goes, "Could I get your ketchup?" No, he jumps out of his chair and falls over like a goober, and he's like, "Vivian, how are you?" And he's got his stupid roguish roguish hat on. Yeah, he does have the hat on. And he's like, "What are you doing here? The last time I talked to you, you were working for the agency. I'll tell you about it later. Not enough time." And we get all the close up. This woman's got one of those Joker mouths where it's like it. It reaches the end of her face. She's got a big mouth. Good for a big unit. Because Victor goes straight to Nick. Nick, why didn't you tell me? I tried to tell you. You couldn't have time for me, laddie. Yeah, I like... Th Nick has a nice moment here because Victor is trying to get his attention, but he's got that long Irish iced tea. <laughs> and so he puts up the finger and he drowns the full drink, Hooger, chomps Hooger, down Hooger, every Hooger. ice cube in it, even the umbrella. And then he goes... I tried to tell you, Lally. But what about that black feller with her? He's got quite the big unit. <laughs> you see that? He's definitely not wearing underwear, lad. See, guys, we're not fucking around when we say that these CIA, these agency bros, they're fucking around. So, of course, Nick, he swings it. Oh, so does Quan. He I swings mean, it. Quan obviously swings it. Blake is nothing but trouble, lad. Maybe you need to kick him out of this hotel. I don't give a fuck what he does. I'm out of the game. He can stay here as long as he wants. Right. So we go back over the table. It's no longer a table for one. Blake has suddenly appeared at this table. And him and Vivian are having lunch. And he's she's asking him, just can you calm Quan's watch? I thought it was weird he was eating an egg salad sandwich. On the beach? Yes. Is that a beach food? <laughs> no, not at all. What is a beach food? I don't do the beach very often. Beach food? I don't I like I don't like the beach. Elephant either. ear. <laughs> yes. Too much sun. I don't like that much sun. I love the ocean and being in like, the ocean. I don't like any of it. But man, being that exposed to the sun creeps me out. 
creeps get anxiety. Out. The son of a vampire. It's the like <laughs> it's like low we level. Just creep we just learned Grissa Goff. <laughs> so um, he's just like she's like, why do you got that big goon following me? Baby, I just want you to be safe. You gotta be nice to Quan. I'll take care of myself. Relax it, and it'll be a lot easier to be nice to him. And so a goon comes over and whispers in his ear, I gotta go, but I'll tell you what, I'll loosen Quan's looks, you know, leash, why, on, leash you. on you. Yeah. There we go. All right. Hey, we know why we're here. I want Michael Fuckley. That's Griff's way of saying he wants to see some of that beefcake. Some of that corn beefcake. Whoo! That man is boiled. We get a <laughs> He does look like a boiled potato. We I get did a see shot. I mean, I'm not. Hey, he's in better shape than me. And he's like 20 years older. So I can't really shit on him. But yes, we get a shirtless shot of flatly looking in a mirror, putting some shaving cream on. Oh, yeah. And he's smirking in the mirror while he looks at himself. Oh, he's, he's tossing his little himself. bits of hair around. Oh, my God. And that's it. That was just, that's, we just need this little corned beef steak. That's corn Michael beef Flatley yeah. trying to tell the audience, even at 60, self-love. Still got it. I still got it. It wasn't about him. It was about self-love. No, it was about him. Yeah. He's like, come on, girls. You know, I, like, I'm the modern Sean Connery. Come fuck this. Like I said, this is his audition. He's trying so, and by the way, Craig's out. I think you need to give it to him, people. I think Michael Flatley, it's time for an American to be James Bond. Please work in something with the dancing, though. Yes, and the hats. And hats, yeah, for sure. All right, Kaz, she's our, she's our communications people. She calls up the head in London. Remember, this is spy games, so they can't pick up the phone at their any, office. Yeah, any phone. You got Because they'll be, they'll be bugged. you got to go to a pay phone. Yep. So the head recognizes Blake's name because she just had a slip of a name on a slip of paper, right. Blake Molyneux, and demands Victor get involved in stopping. He's Blake. the only man who can stop this madman. Get Victor back in the game. All right, so we're going to this night. We're back at the Blue Moon. Remember, that's Victor's hotel resort. Nick, the third person who did a background check on Blake, is like, I'm going to tell you something, laddie. This guy's clean. Too clean. He builds the hospitals. He builds the fucking soup kitchens. Nobody's that good lad. Keep an eye on him. I don't give a fuck. Guys, I got a big announcement for you. You know how we were alluding to earlier... That Maddie wasn't that great of a jazz singer, and actually, singing shouldn't be in jazz pretty much at all. She should be talking, let alone singing. Jesus Christ, this woman shouldn't be around the chieftain. She hasn't earned it. So you know what? They brought in a professional, Murray. I can't believe this. She's slowly working her way up, people. You know her. You love her. On her whirlwind world tour that never stops. Fuck you, Taylor Swift. You wish you were the road dog that this woman is. Sue Manchu. Jesus, Where's Madame Pearl? She's still the
I have never seen boomers more aroused. Yeah, they were fucking on the tables. Uh, they weren't even going back to their room. Yeah. And you think it's a fucking... Well, first of all, that's the perfect song to get someone aroused. Do you think I'm sexy? Do you think I'm sexy? Which, of course, Rod Stewart, as you alluded to earlier, covered Sue Manchu's song. Exactly. He was in Bangkok for a little banging of his cock. Right. And, and he met Sue Manchu probably. He was in the bar. He's like, who's that? Yeah. And you know what he's into is women humming his songs on his dick. My, my people don't know about this, but Sue Manchu was the one who pumped the semen out of his stomach. <laughs> Yeah. Look it up. So we have a big reveal here where it's like Nick telling Victor, hey, they're not down here. It's cool. We're all alone. And then Blake and Vic- Vivian come down and they're dressed to the nines because it's Sue Manchu night. Right. So you don't wear the track suit to Sue Manchu. No, you you put the tux on. Yeah, you put a tux on with the easy fly so you can get your dick out. Breakaway quick. pants. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Vivian's got a tiny little dress on so she can flip it up and get, you know, anything she wants. Easy access. So Vic is like, I got to show up this guy. I need to, I need to, uh, I'm going to. Stake my claim on this woman. Right. Because Blake, even, you know, Blake is trying to be like the 70 year old in this 60 year old party. So he's like, I'm just going to sit here and nibble on some breadsticks and soup. <laughs> it's free. It's free. That's how you become a billionaire, people. Yeah. You fucking eat the free food and you leave. <laughs> yeah, you don't sorry, even I'm order just, dinner. I'm just, you cancel dinner. You go, the all you can eat pasta, cancel it. I'm they full. actually brought out the fucking hand grain, you know, like churned butter and everything. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I know you charge for that. I'll take the pads. <laughs> yeah. I'll take just give me a little bowl of the olive oil. <laughs> like, I'll take the country yeah. crock. <laughs> yeah. He brings his own country. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what's in his laptop case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what's in his Kinja Dish case, which we'll get to later. So, so Victor sweeps in to get Vivian for a dance. And right. you guys, there should have been so many shots of this dance. Sue Manchu, right. hot woman in her 40s, fucking Michael Flatley <laughs> killing it in his 60s. Should have been so many great dance scenes. No, there's not one. Yeah, he's re- like I said, too self-aware. He's like, they'd expect me to do the dance mm-hmm. moves. We want you to do the dance moves, Michael. That's why we're watching this movie. It's correct. We just get a close-up of him getting in Vivian's ear. He whispers sweet nothings. Literally sweet nothings because he doesn't say anything. Vivian breaks away and goes, why didn't you say anything? Because I did. I did love. And then they touch foreheads. And so what he's saying is he sent, he sent a message to Blake. I could fuck your woman anytime I want. But again, we're supposed to believe this is some kind of boomer fuck resort. So you're like, wait, I'm so confused. But he's not one of them. Blake. Right. That was he's him. He's trying to like loosen up, but he's still not there yet. That was him sussing Blake out. Yeah. Because if See, Vivian, reaction. Vivian's cool. So anybody that's worthy of Vivian should be cool. And so Flatley should be able to see his flat. Whatever that guy's got going on, Blake. A lot of cat and mouse, a lot of jousting between these two and throughout this movie. Vivian heads back to the table and Blake's interested. What did he whisper into your ear? <coughs> Blake's my dress. Hmm. 
So the mood shifts. The music is intensifying. I think this is where Sue Manchu does uh, Hot Pants, the other Rod Stewart cover. that He, he covered her Hot Pants. Or hot Legs, I'm sorry. Not Hot, hot Pants, legs? Hot oh. Legs. Okay. Excuse me, you 70 boomers out there who are swearing at yeah. me. Well, you, you know they can't do Young Turks because obviously in this audience you can't do Young Turks. Matiti My favorite Rod Stewart song. Finally has his dossier on everything Blake's ever done. Even though everyone's told Victor, everything you need to know about Blake. He's like, no, I have more. Right. So they go back to their little conference room, and they're looking over it. They're going through it. We got the fucking pictures of Blake. Yeah, it's in all the Manila envelopes and every or, uh, uh, folders, by folders, whatever the fuck they're called. Flipping them open. Do you see? Do you see Victor? Do you see it? I see that everybody has matching rings on. What does that? What do you? What are you trying to tell me here, guys? So what? They were in a fraternity. Yeah. No, they're yeah, they're in a fraternity, all right. The fraternity called the Acrisuting Revolution. They're a part of all any war happening. They're supplying the the weapons. Yeah. These guys are warmongers. That's right. And he's just like, oh, whatever. I don't care. Well, well, how about this? There's this thing they're they're looking for. It's on a disc. It has it's it's the ultimate cure all. It can fucking re it can fucking bullet wounds will heal. It's like Wolverine shit, man. Right. It can give people eternal life. But if you just change one atom, one component, it will kill people instantly. You can just take that one component, put it in the water supply, boom, whole civilization's dead. They could destroy an African village overnight. Say bye-bye to the undesirables, everybody. Because we're learning this is not... Not only are they evil, they're racist evil. Even though the guys are Arab that are doing it. But, hey, I don't know. I guess they don't like black people either. Vic also doesn't give a shit. Yeah, people schmeeple. Who cares? My resort is... Is it affecting my resort? Yeah. I don't give a shit. Capitalism 101. Is it? Is it taking food from my mouth? It isn't. I don't give a shit. So we're like, fuck, what kind of hero is this guy? Right. And now we're going back down to Vivian and Blake, and they're getting in a fight because he's planning to go to town tomorrow. He's got to do the meet with Ahmed. Right. He's like, babe, I got to tell you, I, I got to call it an early night. No, I can't take the blue <laughs> pill. I'm not getting it up tonight. You're going to have to fucking. But I think that's an excuse. We just, I think we figured out Blake. He's, he's cock shy. Like, he thought he could do the fucking Swinger Resort. He can't do it. He he's has, one of those guys that watches. Yeah, he's been with Vivian for a long time. He probably so he gets it up for her. He probably met Vivian at uh, at uh, Caligula's Grotto from uh, Logan's Run. Oh, you think? So? But okay. he was like the guy where they have like the they have the 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 paintings with the eyes you can take out, and you're inside the wall, and he's yeah. like watching. Okay, that he makes probably sense. watched Viv get ram railroaded by five guys. You see. He's probably got a very complicated sex life where it's like he's got his dick through a sheet, you know, hole in the sheet type situation. He's got the sheet over. He's like Seagal. He's like, you can't actually see my body, but I am going to poke my wiener through so you can, you know, have some fun with it. Yeah, he's he's got issues. He's got issues, clearly. And she's like, we haven't fucked at all. We're at his fucking sex resort. And we haven't fucked. I'm lubed up. 
I've been lubed up. I've done nothing. I but get a rub. butt plug in right now. I've been running all day. Right. You have the control in your pocket. <laughs> have you not? Been? I've noticed you haven't. <laughs> so she's like, I'm out of here. I'm somebody's gonna get fucked tonight. Sorry, guys. Everybody, you shouldn't know when we started talking about the blue moon. This is an adult episode. Like, yeah. there's gonna be butt plug conversations. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so Victor's like. Because Nick is like, what the fuck, man? They're going to kill people. I don't give a shit. Nick storms off. Apparently in this 10 years, he went to work for the Irish police or something because his hands are tied. Yeah. His hands are fucking tied. Nick Anyways, storms off, pissed off. He gets back to his room. He's flashing back to his wife while he's drinking alone. This is where I think we finally get to see her face <laughs> yeah. being engulfed in flames. No, not yet. We just no. see her tied to like a post. Like okay. we're, at, we're in some like jungle kind of like fucking Sandinista type of thing going on. I don't know. And we're like something. I think they, they show them pouring gas on her. Right. So this is clearly going to be his dark descent into everything that has been fucking drove him out here for the last 10 years. This is this is the moment where he's finally going to face all of his dark emotions. And then we get a knock at the door. Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange, you're glad to see my ass. It's Madeline. She's been flirting with him. Every fucking blue moon yeah. scene we've seen, she's touching his face. She's getting in there. She's yeah, it's very Seagal scenes. He's always wearing those deep V. You know, he's got well, it's unbuttoned shirts. And right, he's, like, he's got the check. very tight fitted shirt and pants. Like I guess like a dancer would wear. God, Murray, we keep bringing this back to Connery. Who is she going for, Connery or Flatley? Sixty year old Connery or Flatley? Well, in the movie, she's going for flatly, but in real life, no. Chicks, every chick would rather fuck. Well, he's this is the thing: chicks love a dude who can dance. So I right. guarantee you, Flatley's been laid quite a bit in his life. Right, because he's not embarrassed about getting on the dance floor. He's had more ass than a Mexican restaurant's bathroom. <laughs> so this chick's coming in here, and again, I was like, is this chick also like a up, you know, upscale fucking prostitute? <laughs> Well, remember, this is a swingers club, so yeah. She's got the hair. She's got the fucking, like, she had a, she she was wearing high heels, hooker pumps. Right. And she comes in, she drops She's it. She's wearing she, a robe. Yeah. She walks past him, hands him the robe, and then she just stands a couple feet away from him. Very up. classy nudity here. Yeah, she's wearing a thong, and she's topless, and she's like, she, see, her back is towards him, so you can yeah. see her butt. And she turns to the camera so you get a tiny bit. Yeah, she looks over her shoulder with a come fuck me kind of look. Yeah, you get like two frames of side boob nipple. And flat, uh, Victor just shakes his head. No, Lassie, I'm sorry. He Puts walks it. over silently, grabs the robe, and helps her put it back on. And walks her out of the room. Tells it, no, 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 it's just not the right time. It's just not the right not time. Not the right time. And she, you know, she whispers something back to him like, when is the right time? We're talking about Connery and Flatley. Could Flatley pull off the Zardoz outfit? I think he might. Mm, I don't think so. He's got these, he seems to have like that full body. He's probably got strong legs too. Probably stronger than uh, uh, Connery, so it might look better. I don't know. But oh, you know, Murray, she wants the corned beef and cabbage, and he ain't giving her the shillelagh. Right. And so what do they do? 
They take each other by the back of the head and they bump foreheads. And then we go back to a flashback. And this is we see we finally see Victor in this flashback, leathered up, looking like a badass. And we see his wife Grace, we're gonna call her Grace, being doused with gasoline and lit up on fire. I don't think she's lit up. I think they just doused her. Yeah, they're continuing to slow like we obviously slow, can no piece pun it intended <laughs> slow burn. What if what the fuck is he doing in a leather jacket in the jungle? Because that's what a badass spy would wear. Leather outfit, leather pants. This is one of his unself aware moments. Yeah. He was just like, this would just be cool. Right. I'm well, well, you said it perfectly. It's boomer energy. It's boomer energy, yeah. yeah. Elon Musk just See, that's did what this. I hate about the world we live in now, and that everybody has detached irony now. Like even like the most meathead jock fuckheads, frat boys, have their fucking Ironic mullet and mustache now. Right. It's just annoying. You know what? I'm so glad you said that because it is so everywhere. It's like you see that constantly and it's become a loved meme where it's not like you're you're doing it because you're badass and it's your bros and you do it with the... No, it's just like I'm doing it for everybody. And this is why Griff and I genuinely love these misunderstood geniuses like Neil Breen and Amir Shravan and John S. Rad because it's sincere. Yeah. There's no I just uh even though I'm I, we both of us have been guilty of fucking being ironic ourselves. Oh yeah. But still I genuinely appreciate the sincerity of these people. That's why they're misunderstood geniuses. Right. If we ever wrote a movie, we would do it on a topic. We would involve topics that we have half a fucking idea about, do no research on it. And elab- kind of like the show. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. elaborate on it like we had a fucking clue, because that's that's a fucking way to do it. Right. So yeah. So now in the next morning, Blake is ready for that meeting with Ahmed. He's got his best parachute pants on. Oh my god, these pants! Oh, they were so big. I think there was cargo pockets in them. And he's like, "Babe, after I see this guy, we can go to that ice cream shop you've been talking about." And she's just like, "I don't have time for you." Yeah, rock and roll. Well, lick it up, lick it Babe, up. Babe, I hear there's a hard rock cafe here. <laughs> I gotta get the shot glass for my collection. <laughs> that is such a boomer thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next scene, we do see him wearing the hard rock Jamaica, wherever the fuck they're at. Like, sure. You're right, you're right. Anyways, Vivian, so how pissed. many fu- half this movie is people going, uh, Vic, you got to do something. No, I'm out. That's half, half the movie is that half the see half the scenes are somebody walking like the impetus of a scene is, no, I'm mad. Bye, and then the next scene, right. <laughs> like, yeah. So in this scene, we, we we switch it up a little because for most of the hat scenes. Uh, Michael Flatley's wearing the the man with the yellow hat from Curious George, yellow fedora. Right. This one is. I got, don't know my brimmed hats because yeah. it's not a fedora. It's, no, you're right. It's not a fedora. But I but, don't know what yeah. it is. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe somebody can help us with that. Yeah, maybe. Comments we, on the YouTube. We need, we need a Jack. And after, you, after you subscribe, yeah. uh, like and comment, comment saying what that hat is. We need, need our Jack Battalier of hats. Yeah, I guarantee you, Jack knows it. You Jack, think he does? I guarantee you, Jack <laughs> knows this hat. Did we? Jack, Jack prove me right. <laughs> Let me know. We can get you the movie. 
You yes. can look at the tweets if you don't want to actually endure yeah. the movie. I actually just tweeted the, uh, yesterday a picture of the hat. Okay. The hat. The hat. <laughs> so he's he's doing he's wearing his workman's hat, the little cap. The newsy yeah. is how it's uh, colloquially known. And he's there, like, got the fresh shipment of Bailey, so he's, like, unloading them. Of course. Bailey. <laughs> I love that. Okay, Murray, I, I, I'm sorry. You know, usually when you look at a liquor, you know, the, the shelves, it's like you got the high-grade shit. It is just five tiers of Bailey. Because <laughs> that gets the white girls in the mood, like you just said. Uh, this is a white girl swinger. It, like, it, it boomer energy. But here's the problem with that, Murray. What have we said about all the fucking people at this resort? 75% of the people at the resort are black. Working at the resort, though, right? No. Which would make, which totally the would patrons. fit. The patrons. That would totally fit with any kind of, like, island. Yes, you know, it yeah. would. That would. That would be the American way. But no, like, <laughs> half the patrons, more than half the patrons are black. Well, it's a very diverse movie. It really is. There you so, go, Michael Flatley. Pat yourself on the back. I don't know how black people feel about Bailey's is the only point there. But, yes, five There tiers, is some cavassier, too, for the black people. Five tiers of Bailey's, yeah. and he is carting them all in because, like you said, they run through it. They run through it. And everybody <laughs> and it buys. through you. Even though the top tier costs 20 <laughs> times the price as the bottom tier, and it's the same thing. They still always sell out the top tier. So he's got to replace it. And Nick is like, God damn it, laddie. I'm giving her all she's got. You got to fucking get this Blake guy. Nick, look, man. Hold on. And this, this is, is where. The greatest oh scene in oh. the movie. And I got you the shot of this. Yeah I, put it, it? yeah, I put it up and people went ape shit over it. That's fucking right. They yeah. did. This is one of the most important scenes because you're seeing this man constantly in hand. You're like, you how got- many times? Do you think they shot this scene? Because it's effortless. It's smooth as four thousand. Four thousand. This is. Do you think? I don't. Well, then it had to have been the woman's fault because flatly, there's no way he, he does it perfectly every yeah, time. Yeah. No. No. Well, I mean, he, mad, but then you could imagine what pressure that woman was under to do this scene with him. Right. Well, I yeah. imagine the Lynch scene of the guy sweeping the fucking uh, bar floor took four thousand scenes because Lynch has his way of sweeping. Flatly had his way of a handoff, so it's right. like the intricacies was very difficult. But, you know, Murray, I want to say this. I contested what is everyone's ability. This is Kaz's ability. She knows when her leader Was this needs- Kaz? I thought this was some it was Kaz. extra. Okay. No, it was Kaz. Okay. She swooped in from the fucking foreground with a fu- with the Curious George hat. <laughs> right. So, so while they're talking, I mean, this is amazing. This is this, this, He's like juggling 50 balls at one time because he's talking with Nick heatedly yes he doffs i doffs i say his newsy cap hands it off to kaz in one hand she's got the curious george hat in the other picks it up puts it on tilt yep and walks we can't even get into the flourishes we're not good at descriptions there's like this how he takes it turns it 180 degrees Elbow movement here is so amazing. You have to be double jointed to do this kind of maneuver. That's probably why he had to hire Eric Roberts. Because remember, they're like they're rivals. They have he to never be... wears a hat. Sunglasses. That's his thing. Oh my god. How do you shade the sun? <laughs> a hat and or sunglasses. They're shading in two, di- the two and different the, philosophies. Also symbolism, Griff. They're shading each other. They're shading each other. Guys, you're welcome. Yeah, you are. You're welcome. 
So yeah, that was an amazing scene. I had to fucking push pause. I had to push pause too. I had to get you that picture. And I had to go frame my friend to make sure I got the exact right scene of the handoff. Jumps in his car. He's got to get away from the scene. He's tired of people telling him he's got to stop Blake. We do need to add in here that he tells Nick, walk. The one, and I'm sure this this happened in every scene, the one thing that fucked the scene up, Nick, I'm sure, I don't know the actor's name. He is so impressed. He's got a shit eating. Oh, he's yeah. supposed to be angry with yeah, them. He does have but the I'm biggest. I'm sure that's probably why they had to do 4,000 takes. And yeah. they're like, fuck. I'm tired. That's it. He couldn't believe he got the fucking angle right. Right. Yeah. Like, just. Right. Michael Jackson, beware. Well, you're dead. But uh, <laughs> this man More can like tilt. More like, be aware of Michael Jackson. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> he can tilt a hat like a motherfucker. Cops in his car, ready to take off, and Viv. Comes out and jumps in the seat right next He's to him. He's doing his uh his flashback to the 50s type thing because Viv has like the scarf, scarf around her head. Because yeah. they're, they're in a uh, convertible. So she yeah. She's muster her hair off. She's in an old, they're in an old convertible. She she just happens to know they're going to be in a convertible. Puts on the fucking scarf and the big glasses to do like that yeah. classic 50s look. They both. She wants to get away from Quan and he wants to get away from the whole situation. Right. And remember, Quan gave her. See, flatly set this up well. Quan was going to be released from her not following where it is closely so she's able to get in the car drive quickly go 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 what? he's got blue balls for 10 years so of course he's like yeah I'll fucking go so now we're gonna from one amazing scene to another with Blake you're fucking kidding two in a row yes well they have to like there's some there's some fucking acting competition going on here between Eric Roberts and Michael Flatley they're going at it it's, I mean it's 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 there's no animosity. They're having fun, but they're competing. Oh, for sure. Because Blake is on a yacht. This is where he's gonna supposedly. I, he's not gonna meet Ahmed. This is just him hanging out on the yacht, taking care of business beforehand. Yes. He is having his bank, Mike, banker hacker hack into an account and finishing off a transaction to put some money in like the Philippines or something. Yeah. And it has to be done in two minutes or less. Because hacker scenes. And this is where Flatley, for again, when you were saying he's not self-aware, or he he was too self-aware, I was like, no, there's a hacker scene in this movie. He's not self-aware at all. It's yeah. one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen. A guy just jamming, an accountant hacking multiple <laughs> computers and saying, I got to get to this mainframe in time. Amazing. <laughs> Blake couldn't be bothered by it, though. He's on cloud nine. He's like, I'm going to rake in this money for this disc. Oh, my God. And this is the scene. Because he's in his fucking balloon pants, <laughs> 75 years old, glasses dangling off his nose. He's like, look at this. I got the boat. I got the bitches. And then he does so close to that finger thing we've been talking about for years now. The rat finger, yeah. The rat finger. <laughs> he licks his finger. Sucks on it a little bit, <laughs> extends it to one of the hired women on his boat who's in a bikini, a, you know, like a prostitute or something, and she extends her own finger. <laughs> Did they E.T.? And they E.T. <laughs> fingers. Wow. And he's just like, we got it all out here. Uh, the waves, the boat, the sexy woman. And the hacker's like, can you keep it down? I'm doing some hacking here. I can't work under pressure. And Blake, 
turns the quan. He goes, this guy, he just hasn't been motivated enough yet. Let me get in his ear. And mo-. I got to tell you, as a person who works on a keyboard, do not ever watch somebody work a keyboard because you will forget everything you know about typing. You'll be like, where's the fucking Q? It's the first one you learned. Blake hovering over the guy. You need to get it done faster. Yeah. Or else. See, this is why we need middle management. Middle management's the most important part. I wouldn't know how to do anything in my life if it weren't for middle management. I heard from a reliable reliable source that the scene, you just see the scene of the hands on the keyboard. I heard they brought in Neil Breen for this typing scene. I hear it was just a shot of a Neil Breen movie. It was light speed Breen level typing. It makes sense because there's so much half-chewed spinach all over the laptop. And we know Neil Breen, when he's hacking, all he does is chew on spinach like he's a fucking rabbit. And then they need one more transaction. He's like, he's, he's like, he's, he's just lording over this guy. You know what? I'd like to transfer yeah. 200000 from my Swiss bank account. The guy tells him, I have two minutes he hovers over him. The guy gets it done in 45 seconds. He goes, there it is. Wow, you just needed me here to do this for you. Oh. Did we, we forget to mention. Okay. Yeah, okay. This amazing scene where when he goes to hover, he first yes, grabs his we dick. We talked about this, yeah. but we didn't put yes. it in context. This is the <laughs> shot. Michael Flatley. Bravo. No, this was totally Eric Roberts. This it probably was. was. This, is him this is the B crew filming. Right. And yeah, okay. So he puts the camera kind of behind the laptop, looking up into the hacker's face, and we see Eric Roberts, Blake, coming from behind him. So you get full clearance <laughs> shot of uh Blake coming into frame here. Crouches down, grabs his dick. Give a little shake. He's got a big Diddy watch hanging <laughs> off his wrist, too. And he gr- that's the hand he you. Oh, <laughs> I got to get then, you that shot, too. And then he motivates yes. this hacker. Of course he motivates. This is what gets his dick hard. It's not swinging. It's swinging business deals. Well, making people fear for their life. He's an evil villain, you know. So. That's right. Am I a good man? A bad man? Or am I a just man? So this the hacker points out, he's like, hey, we didn't get that money from Farouk. What's what's going on here? What? What the fuck? You're my banker. And again, the glass acting happening here. Incredible. Right. You're my banker. Why are you asking me? Well, the money's not in there. I can't transfer it. If it's not there, well, why don't you transfer this? It pushes him off the boat. Everybody's laughing except one, the captain. I didn't think he was like the first mate or some Gilligan just, comes up. Yeah, he doesn't even have his own crew on this boat. It's like the rented yeah. crew. Right. Sir, you cannot do that. He's walking over to angrily yell in uh, Blake's face when Quan steps into frame and intercepts him. Just, just walk, calmly walks up, snaps the guy's <laughs> neck, and then throws him like a bag of garbage overboard. And we get this nice lingering scene. Where Blake and Quan are kind of looking over the boat in the foreground. We're just seeing the backs of their heads. And then the hacker banker is there next to a dead guy. And he's just like, what? That's it. Who, me? All right, That's cut it. back to Victor and Vivian. They're doing a nice, they're doing a. Walk down the beach. Yeah, he must have read her turn-ons because that's a classic turn-on, walking on the Fuck. beach. This is 
I thought, uh, you know, I didn't know how long we we're going to go in the opener, but this is where I'm like, Vivian is the dumbest fucking person alive. Especially for a spy. Especially for a spy. Yeah, a, a chieftain spy. At that. A chieftain spy. Because we're learning about how she ends up getting mixed in with Blake after the 10-year breakup and all that. She went back to the agency. She continued along. This is the conversation they have on the beach, yeah, everybody. Right. Uh, she continued along with the agency, and they put her on a special assignment to watch over Blake Molyneux because uh, they were like, he's doing some weird shit with oil, and we just, we're just we not so sure about him. We really need you to keep a close eye. And then I just got tired. So tired. And I got engaged to him. <laughs> yeah, I just started a relationship. He was a nice guy. So... She went from being, you're filing this guy because he's up to secret service agency level shit. And then I got tired and I got engaged to him. Right. So tired. So I'm so tired. Vic, I'm so tired. Victor reveals uh, apparently for the audience here for the first time that him and Grace, as we're calling her, right. were in fact engaged. And he didn't tell anybody because he thought it would put her in danger. Right. He's like, I guess that... Even though she's me. a spy, too, so... Grace was a spy, too? Yeah, I think so. I, I thought she was a member of the Chieftains. See, here's the thing. I couldn't figure it out oh. because of the fact that she got killed. I'm pretty sure she was a spy, too. I thought so. Okay. Which makes no sense. He's like, I have to protect her. It's like, she knows what she's getting into. What are you talking about? But, yeah, that's the reason he's haunted. All right. He adjusts his hat and says, all right, let's go back to the blue moon. Viv walks in. She sees Nick. And guess what? He's sweating. He's got the DTs, and he needs to talk. Right. He wants to talk discreetly, which means he pulls her aside in the middle of everybody at the Boomer, uh, you know, uh, Schumer hour. They're watching Amy Schumer movies. Oh, my God. That's that's totally boner killing. What? <laughs> They're not playing Caligula? No, man. <laughs> it's Boomer Schumer They're hour. not playing Highlander 3? I thought they would just have that scene on a loop. <laughs> If only, I mean, if we were running it, that's what we would do. But no, it's run by boomers, boomer Schumer hour. Uh, and so they're yelling in the middle of this. This Blake crash. guy, you can't trust him. He's, he knows Jeffrey Epstein. He knows where all the bodies are buried. MAGA! He's, he's just going off. He's involved with a war crime group. And uh, Victoria, she's like, I never saw any of that. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a spy. I... I keep my eyes closed, and I got to tell you, he is a good man with a wrinkly body, and he's weird about swingers. Nick, you've gone too far. Get out of my. Victor steps yeah. in yeah. and interrupts the whole scene and kicks him out. Vivian, of course, she's had enough and huffs off to her room. Those words of Nick's, they're turning the gear. She's like, maybe he's not such a nice it's guy. It's only been somewhere. It's been a 10-year period since the development of the group and everything. She got around Nick when she was still with the agency. It's been anywhere between, let's say, two to eight years later. You know, she's been with this guy, and she's yeah. never, never once used her agency secrets to figure out if the man she was in love with is, in fact... Someone the agency would be looking after. So she decides she's going to check out his Kenji Tashi case. Finally. Laying right out there. She grips it. She opens it up. It's what you expect. Whip, couple dildos, tube of lube. Tube of lube. But instead of Vaseline, tub of fucking... Uh, <laughs> country crock? <laughs> country crock. Holy yeah. shit. 
And inside the con- he well, likes the last hang on Paris. Set. It was it was uh, interesting because she brought an English muffin back with her, and so she said, "Great." Well, in England they call them muffins. Really. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And so she picks it up because yeah. she's like, "I got to spread some butter on this motherfucker." Right. You know, she forgot to bring. But some- also, there just so happens well, well, to be inside the case when she picked it up. This she what realized I love. she she this see <laughs> she sees the disc. She has fuck all knowledge of what's on it. But she's like, "They're right." See. She had that fucking tease, like the cookie tin at your grandma's house that's always full of sewing shit. She picks up that country crock and shakes it. She's like, there's something in it? What? I need butt. Well, I need margarine. She opens it, and there's just that disc in there. And she's like, they're right. He's crooked. He's no idea what the fuck. It could be his porn collection on this disc. But you know why she knows? Because only spies have access to these That's what I said at the beginning of the episode. Everybody, rewind the episode. (laughs) Delete it. (laughs) Download it again. Tell your friends. Tell two friends. And comments if you're watching on YouTube. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I said this is a lost technology. So she sees it, and she goes, this is obviously some fucking shit. Because... It is just like an SD card, but it's translucent. And you can, it, it's fucked up. So she realizes, I got to go take this to somebody. Blake walks in. Hey, babe. I'm going to to hit the shower. Let oh. me come drape my wet oil body over you. <laughs> well, he's just sweaty. <laughs> and he comes in, and he's going down the shoulder. Eric Roberts, you're doing such a fucking good job here. And it's this is one of the ten scenes of this movie because yeah. she's got the discet in her hand. I'm right. sorry, what do they call it? The chip, the coin, whatever. The coin, yeah, the coin. Yeah. She's got the coin in her hand and she turns it over and his hands are going up and down. Maybe you want to come scrub my backside and shower. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh nope, I'm a little thirsty. I'm gonna go out for some water. It's like, babe, you gotta be nice to Quan. I'm trying to get a thruple going with Quan. So now he's into it? I actually think, you know, he's the only kind of guy who wants to watch a big dick, a guy with a big unit, fuck his girl. You see? That's it. No, you were saying this trying. But she's trying to get the thruple because she wants to include him into the thing. I mean, hey, we we look uh, negatively on a girl who likes two dicks around her at the same time, but what guy doesn't want... You know, two sets of tits around them at the same time. Right. So, of course, we got to take it in equal What's strides What's good for the here. goose is good for the good, gander. Good, good. Exactly. Oh. And so she is just like, I want two dicks on me at some point. Eiffel Tower. I want the Eiffel. And We're of course, in Europe. He's seen Quan's big unit, so he's feeling a little dick shy. He's like, I can't match up to well, that. Well, you're, uh, hold on now. Are you saying that he's into watching a guy with a big dick fuck his yes, wife? Yes, he's totally into that because he doesn't have a big dick. So he's not shy about it. No, he's shy about his dick. Okay. And that's why he doesn't want to be in a threesome. That's why. That's the whole point of the cuck thing. Is like I could never satisfy my girl like he, that big unit could. So he gets off on the idea of his girl getting off on another big dick, and it's kind of like the self torture of but I got my tiny. But that's why. Over he, yeah, that's why he can't get involved. But she doesn't give a shit. She's like, I just want two dicks. Okay. Guys, just remember, we figured all this out just by Eric Roberts <laughs> acting. Right. Right. And Eric Roberts fucking killed it in this movie. Right. So all of our friends who watched it, I hope you saw the same thing. <laughs> yeah, of course they did. They're well, nodding they're, their head in they're, agreement. They're, they're Golden like, Globies, of course. Right. So of course they're nodding. <laughs> so Blake's like, all right, babe, I'm going to get this fucking stank off me. I'm going to hit the shower. You get that water. Go down. I, he's like, I can get room service. No, no, no. I'll go down and get it. Yeah. All right. Madeline... 
Well, she goes down. She's looking for Blake at, or Vic, uh, Victor. Victor everywhere, and she runs into Madeline. <gasps> You're Madeline, right? Yes, I am Madeline. What do you need? I'm looking for Victor. I need to talk to him. Well, I don't know where he is. Oh, no. it's really important. All right. He's probably on a secret balcony. His private balcony. And she okay, obviously she she's stinging because she wore on. She lost her job, Sue Manchu. Because Victor actually asked her if she could just stay for another couple weeks. Right. And now she's like, and she wants that old broad? I'm this hot young babe. Right. So she goes to the private balcony, which is just Victor's room. He's just I don't know what's private. I guess it's private because it's in his fucking room. But yeah, like- so. It overlooks the whole like set where Madeline's constantly playing her jazz set and everything. So it's out in the open, the balcony, obviously. It's a fucking balcony. But yeah, so Vic, uh, Vivian finds her way up there. And she's like, Victor, I got the evidence. I got the disc. They're all right. Nick's right. You need to take it. You're the only person who can fix this situation. With your special talents and attributes, your high dice rolls, you can do this. Cut back to Blake. He's coming out of the shower. He notices there's a full jug of water on the fucking table. There's a glass. There's a fucking basin of water. There's a fucking flowing water fountain. I also noticed she's so stupid she didn't even close up his case. It was no. like wide open. No, you saw a scene where she closed it. And, <laughs> and remember, next- people, she's not only a spy. She's a member of the chieftain. Yes. She closed the case, and then she opened it again. <laughs> I Incredible spy work here. So he's like, hmm, what's going on here? So now we cut back to Vivian, and she moves in. She's like, you know, I got to. Break this guy out of it. I got to kiss him. I got to shoot a little fog his way. Right. Man. And you know what? They got they got the score right here. They do a little upswing. And it seems like this kiss really does bring uh, it does. Victor out of his fog. Because he takes the coin from her. Yeah. As that's going on, Madeline, watching in disgust. Her rump. Runs down to the bar where Blake just happens to be. And she, he's like, where's your fiancé at? She does it in the most disturbing way possible. Oh, hi. Where's your wife at? Fiancé. Fiancé, excuse me. married yet. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. You know, fucking at some guy. I don't know. He he's doesn't even get. Club. Yeah, he's. Eric Roberts so cool. He's just fucking. He, was, he wasn't even wearing sunglasses, <laughs> but he still pretends like he's <laughs> doing the motion to lower his sunglasses. that. <laughs> And she's like, well, he's up there with with uh, Victor. She's up there with Victor. She, no words were. All she had to say was, where's your fiance? And that was more than and then the he, water, the fucking. I'm glad you said water because he waterfalls her cleavage. He puts his finger up on her nose and then goes You're right. down through her cleavage. The chieftains are into boop, like taking your partner by the forehead, uh, back of the head and booping foreheads. The fucking, oh, I got to look into their name again. The CTR or something? The Cultural Revolution. Crusading (laughs) Revolution. Their nose cleavage boopers. You do the nose, it's kind of like a waterfall, like you said. It's a secret handshake. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, he's got to be with, she has to be with Victor. Anyways, Victor by himself is heading down to the beach. And Matiti joins him. And he says, hey, Matiti. I'm handing you this very special disc. I need you to make a copy of it. Don't You're label the only them. person I can trust with this. Don't You're label the only person who works here. Right. Don't label these. Don't do anything. Don't make them uh, describable, descriptable between the two. 
Just take them. So Vivian returns back to the room. Blake's like waiting there. He's got the Kenjita shake case open. I don't know how the the tin got full of butter, but oh, excuse me, margarine. Maybe is it? I can't believe it's not margarine or it's, butter. It's country crack, Murray. We've been saying country oh, crack good. this whole fucking time. Okay, I'm just saying. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. I, well, what's interesting here is uh, we are in Ireland, mm-hmm. and it is illegal to bring in country crock. Yeah. That you can't because do Because they know if people found out, they would stop eating Irish uh, butter. And we it, know that's what the bumper crop of Ireland, <laughs> they, they're known for their butter. Yeah. That's 33% of their economy. If uh, they figure out there's a cheaper, safer way to eat butter. Cause, well, it's really not safe. It's all saturated fats. Margarine's actually bad Oh, no, no. You. I mean the process of yeah. making butter compared to margarine. Yeah. Because the butter process, oh my God, people died constantly in that shit. Uh, a lot of explosions. <laughs> right. The whole, churn I'll churn it, your bones explodes. into butter. You churn a, bu- a butter churn too much, it can explode. It, it doesn't explode. There's too much pressure. But they didn't care because they were Irish people. Like England didn't care. They're like, give that job to the Irish. Well, get it. They were very keen on the next generation. It's okay if I die making millions of dollars churning butter because my family will live on. My family name. That's why the Irish have 45 kids. So Blake is like, do you think I'm a bad man? Or do you think I'm just? I'm just making room for the newer, better people. Because I like Eugenics people. Yes, he is. Even though he surrounds himself with black men. Yeah. Eugenics. He is a eugenicist, yes. He's like, look, babe, I got to meet with Ahmed. You figure it out. I'm out of here. So she, le- you know, he leaves her with another one of the guards in the room to stand over. Quan leaves with uh, Blake. Blake heads down. He meets Ahmed for their nice little dinner here. And Ahmed, again, Ahmed, because I know we haven't brought up this name enough in this movie. Ahmed. Yeah. Excuse me. He is the number two to Farouk. Right. And Ed s- Hench. Yeah. So Farouk or uh, Blake is just giving him shit the whole time. They send the fucking. Spoon? Where is the coin at? Yeah, it's somewhere. He's like, "Where's my money at? Yeah, why are you fucking with me, Ahmed? You can tell Farouk he wants it. Come get it himself. I don't deal with messenger boys." And he get Blake excuses himself and he goes, "Bitch," and just walks off. Blake walks up to Quan. And he's like, you know what, Quan? I'm pissed off. Why don't we create a little horror stories of our own? We need to point out what does he do? What what do you, who who is he looking at when he says that line? I don't remember. He looks up to Victor on his private balcony. Oh. And he goes, We need to make a little horror story of our own. Meanwhile, a drunken Nick, as usual, stumbling, staggering into a Zargatha fuck yeah, they're even in the Bahamas, collapses drunk. Right. Flat, he has a flashback, finally. Yeah. And we see Grace being kidnapped, and it was his job to protect Grace. No. So by the grace of Nick? She, by the grace of God. She's being taken away, and the second later, Victor shows up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried. I, I'm not you. I couldn't stop him. <laughs> So he's got his own little personal demons to deal with. That's right. And he's looking up at a f- new moon, and he's just like, I'm so sorry. Now, this is this is the Casino Royale scene. Oh, we, my we God. We get the fucking super tense Texas Hold'em scene. Boomer magic is happening. 
We, they meet up. Blake and Victor finally meet up. Right. And so Victor's just walking by, and Blake goes, Are you Victor Blackley? I'm Blake. And, you know, of course, Victor does the cool thing. He does run this hotel. He knows everybody comes and goes. He yeah. shakes everybody's hand. He stops from short before he can say his last name. Blake Molyneux. Gotta say, know you, you scumbag. Oh, scumbag? How about we have this conversation over a little Texas Hold'em? This is, God, this, talk about Boone. This gave me f- so much douche chill flashbacks to when everyone was obsessed with poker like 10 years ago. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. It's so like the I think flatly nails what he's going for here though. Wait, the, this is a classic James Bond scene. Body language, uh eye contact, how you're holding, how you're betting and everything. Knowing when to hold them, knowing when, when to, to fold them. Yeah. Yeah, this is a classic uh James Bond scene where we have our guys verbally jousting with each other. Mm-hmm. In a oh. coded language. Right. Because they have all the onlookers. The chieftains are all in the background, if you didn't notice. Of course. Every chieftain, even the bartenders, like, put the bar, you know, like, bartenders <laughs> out, sign out to watch this. Because it's going to, everyone wants to see this, man. Right. Two it's, alphas going at it. Right. You got Blake immediately tearing down. Uh, but Blake's like, I think I can tell a lot about a man by the way he holds his cards. Yeah. And. This is the one flaw that Flatley has in his old age. He's got chubby little fingers. <laughs> He's got chubby little fingers. should fucking... have had a hand actor? Yeah. Well, no, I, I'm not saying that. It's just he has chubby little fingers. That's it. <laughs> well, what's he going to do about that? Nothing. I'm just saying. I mean, He's he got... could have like had somebody put their like put their hands through his sleeves behind him, like a puppeteer type <laughs> thing. Do a close-up of the hands <laughs> and the suddenly really thin and wonderful griff like hands. magician hands. <laughs> I got great hands, man. You got good hands, too. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So, <laughs> so... We get like uh, Blake, like he's reading, he's reading Victor by ways. Blake's like, I can tell by the way you hold your cards. Your fans are chubby, <laughs> but you're you're neat, you're clean, you're very particular about what New. you do. You gotta smell too. He literally goes in to smell. Blake uh, is that into the crime world. He's like, I, yeah, you gotta. Nice, pleasant, swift smell to Is that Irish Springs? <laughs> Is that Irish Springs, of course. And then he goes, oh, yeah, I see. You're covering up fine, fine shoe polish. The finest. Who I am is not a your concern, and what I do is out of your control. Blake calmly just pushes 40K forward. And then, so this way, we get like two hands that Blake wins. Yeah, we get two hands that Blake wins. Yeah. And so after the 40K push forward, there, you know, the verbal joust has to take a step forward because the first hand was just kind of like, oh, we're just having fun. Well, yeah, Blake sees it's not working. So yeah. He's got to up the ante. He folds. No pun intended, up the ante. Uh, Victor folds the first hand. Yes. He's just like, no, I'm out. And then the second hand, the 40K push here and everything. Which he does, I'm sure he does purposely to seem weak, appear weak to Blake. Like, yeah. he's, he's waiting. He's trying, again, remember his whole character during this time was, let them come and do their business and leave. I don't want any of their fucking troubles. So he's still kind of playing into that in the first hand. And then the second hand, after Victor or Blake calls Victor out and everything you know he comes back victor with that whole who am i is none of your concern and and what i do is 
up to vehicle control. That's when the 40K yeah. push goes yeah. forward. And while it's sitting out there and the hand's still waiting to be settled, that's when Blake announces, oh, yeah, I think I do know about you. You were a secret agent once, weren't you? And then you failed. One of the one of the great chieftains that we all, even though this was supposed to be the the most elite secret special forces, and some guy who's just out there, you know, fucking <laughs> dealing in oil knows about him. Well, he might know. I mean, if they're they're uh, they're enemies, he might like. He's got his matiti, I'm sure. Yeah, that's a good point. So he's like, isn't that right, Blackbird? Oh. The black. This oh is no! The, that, this yeah. is the first time he's and the last time he's ever referred to as Blackbird to the whole fucking movie. I built schools and hospitals. You just hide in your little hotel. You should be embarrassed. And you just get a hard look on fucking uh, Flatley's face here. The Blackbird is dead. And then we go to the background before we go to right. the third hand. Everybody, right. we got to set up some more shit here. Because like I said, all the Cheetans are standing over watching. What does that mean? Matiti's here watching. Somebody comes over to grab him. We need you. You know who it is? That fucking bitch, Madeline. Fucking bitch. He checks to see where Viv is. Is this where Madeline, she realizes she's a bitch? So she, that's she hasn't she realized it yet. Okay. No, she comes over to get fucking uh, uh, Matiti, pulls him over to a secluded area, He's like, yeah, I, I need you to go take care of something in this room. And so Matiti, who has to do everything, <laughs> right, goes into the room, and that's when you just see a shadowy figure behind him. With walks the gun. into Viv- the, the Infinity Suite where yeah. Vivian is being held hostage, and he's gonna go. He sees he's gonna rescue her, and then Quan comes up behind him, shoots him in the head. That's right. Back to the card game. Which. For Quan to shoot him in the head makes no sense. Because I don't know if you know this, but guns make loud noises. And we know that Quan can snap a neck like nobody's business. We've already seen Michael Flatley, you established that he snaps a neck Steven Seagal style. Like he does it like a Slim Jim. Just whoosh. snaps necks, cash checks. That's right. And so now we're back to the, the card game. This is where we fear hear about the black. Oh, this is actually yeah. The black butter is dead. This is things are personal now. Blake is really digging in. He, yeah. He knows why the Blackbird died. It's that fiancé of yours, isn't it? Because she died when you were out on a mission. How does Blake know about this? You're right. The secret society. Because the, his, it was probably his group that killed her. Yeah. Because he, he's, part, he's part of that whole organization, the Crusading Revolution. And it's working. Victory's finally starting to crack. Yeah. Part, part of the scenes where they were dumping gas on her, you should have saw the ring on the guy with the oil yeah, canisters. Well, he, yeah. he, that's why he needed to consult us. He needs to. More people need to. And he he finally, he raises the hand to 50K. And then uh, Blake just smirks. He goes, 70. And then Vic, 200K all in. With a nice little broguish smirk. He t- he doesn't have the hat on at this time. By the way, I've never, I've never played poker, let alone Texas Hold'em. Is this how it's played? Where like the dealer has two cards and you get to choose no, no, whether no, no, no. you, 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 you have two cards. Right. You said the dealer. The players all have two cards. They undo three cards right off the bat. And so, if you don't like what your two cards are right away, you just you can drop out. Obviously, you have to buy in initially, and then you buy in the first time. You see the fourth card. You buy in the second time, you see the fifth card. 
So that's why people like it. And then you make your hand out of the cards that are available. So instead okay. of having five cards like poker, you end up kind of having seven because you have your but two. But you both use those two yeah, cards. You, okay. you you use your two cards discreetly, separately, and then you right. make a hand out of the five cards, three to five cards available on the table. Okay. So that's yeah. Blake calls his bluff, and he shows he's got a full house. You ain't gonna beat that, right? The previous hand we just saw, uh, Vi uh, Victor lose, and he thought he had a cool hand with three, you know, three of a kind, and Blake ends up beating him with a straight or a flush or something. And so now we see Blake's hand, and he's got three queens. And you're like, holy shit, because that that river, queen, jack king or ace or something but yeah they were all high cards right victor just puts down his cards straight flush just he can't even enjoy the moment because Cass shows up whispers in his ear matiti blake knows what happened he smirks back right he may i may have lost 200k but it doesn't matter i'll make that in a minute they go, I guess they go to the Infinity Suite. What happens to Vivian? I don't know what's going on at this moment. Right. Vivian is still locked up in her hotel room. So they, uh, yeah. So he's not, they took his body and displayed it out in the hotel. I don't know where. I don't know where. Matiti you said at. the Infinity Room. I don't know where they killed Matiti because it was a dark, weird marble room, I thought. That's all. By I the know. way, the Infinity Suite sucks. looked like a hotel room. Yeah, it, it did. Like, it's not a suite at all. No. Huh. No, there was no like extra <laughs> rooms or anything. It was a bed. It was kind of bigger room, and then there was the bat. Like nothing interesting about nothing it. went off to infinity. Though. Right. It, it might as well have been a hotel room in a danger, uh, dangerous men. So Matisse is played out like in the fucking lobby or some shit. Right. And he's like, "Guys, find Nick." And then Victor find he goes into the jacket and he finds. The original coin and the duplicate. Coin. You see why I kept saying that they you can't tell them apart, right? Because well, they... also apparently he didn't make the copy because he just wanted a copy. He didn't say make a fake because this plays in spoiler. This plays later into the movie. Sure, Farouk gets a fucked up copy. He never said that. He said duplicate this. You're right. So he does Matiti just. Forget to fu he just gets the thing and forgets to duplicate it because Farouk gets fucked at the end. You're right. So it's like, do they have a secret code between them? When I say make me a copy, there's a strong wink that we didn't see where it's like, yeah, make it physically a copy because they look identical, but one of them actually has the content and one of them doesn't. This is the true definition of a MacGuffin. This means nothing, these fucking discs. Exactly. Big Cat's back to the bar. He got drowned in sorrow. He just lost his best friend. Maddie, who we know is the rat bitch because he she just couldn't get that fucking corned beef and uh, shillelagh cabbage or whatever the fuck you were calling it. Yeah, corned beef and cabbage. Yeah. And so she comes up, I'm so sorry. I'll suck your dick to apologize. It's all right, love. You, you didn't know what was going to happen. Blackbird! Quan is ready to fight. By the way, Quan looks like fucking Mike Tyson. He's this huge fucking dude. He's he might not be a Chippendale dancer. No, but he is fucking stout. He Danzig esque, if you will. Yeah, he's like an NFL running back. They're often five nine or under, but they're like two hundred thirty pounds of just like fuck. Let's do this. Give it back, Blackbird. 
And Blackbird, what does Victor do? He slams back an Irish shot. Bailey's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it because the cream is still just, yeah. oh, God. There was a candy cane in it, too. <laughs> That's what he's crunching <laughs> while he's fighting. Uh, and so he turns, and Quan is coming at him hard. He just reverses on him. Three punches. Yeah. This is where the self-awareness goes away. Yeah. Because little old Michael Flatley beats the fuck. This guy, Quan does to get one punch in. Yeah. And not only does he beat him, he kills him. He yes. takes him down and starts pummeling him. Three punches to knock him to the ground. Then Flatley looks to everybody and looks back down, picks the guy up by his head, and he doesn't bump it with his forehead. He fucking pummels it with his fist. The bartender has to drag him off. Yeah, the bartender's like, Dude, the I know he killed Matiti, but this is too much. They do a shot. Michael Flatley does a shot from the ground where you see Victor get off of him and go over to the bar to get another. He grabs a whole bottle of Bailey's, <laughs> and that's when you see the bartender, Seamus, come over and check his pulse. <laughs> he's like, he's gone. He's, and everyone goes, ooh, and then he goes, hold on, I got one more check. Arm, one, <laughs> two... Holds it up for tension. Three. This guy's dead. Vic out on the beach chucking that Bailey's. <laughs> he has multiple flashbacks oh. now of everything that's happened in the movie so far. Look, this man is getting drunk on Bailey's with adrenaline. That suit he's wearing, he can never wear it again. He has shit himself so many times. <laughs> A 60-year-old belly cannot handle that much Bailey's. Wakes up, throws that Bailey's into the ocean, heads to church. Father, I have sinned, and I'm about to sin again. And so he goes into the little confession booth, and he tells the whole tale about the fiancé, finally. We get to see the whole fucking flashback now. And you know what? For a three-minute flashback, two and a half minutes of it are just him at the fucking clothes store buying the leather jacket and trying it on and asking everybody if it looks good. But then they finally get back to where Grace is tied up to that stake. The gas is poured on, and she is lit up. And we get some awful CGI flames. I hate CGI flames. Awful. Why couldn't they have just had a flame two feet in front of her, yes. like a real flame? Real flame. Giving the illusion right. of her being burned. Maybe play the song I'm Burning for You over it. That would have been a little too much. Too much. Okay. Vic arrives, starts shooting everybody, taking them out one shot to the heart, everybody. But Grace is too late. Grace is burnt to a crisp. She might have been a witch, so we don't know. Just zooms in on him, crying out. The priest goes, Vic, if you did it, they were justified, and God forgives you. That's right. No, I got an altar boy to molest. And then the, the priest just takes off. You you think even on Swingers Island, he's still just like, you guys shit me in altar boys the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, sadly, yeah. Shit, man, I'm sorry. Maddie is waiting to tell him, they got Vivian, and they'll kill her if you don't return the coin. All right, cut to where we've said it once, you said it a million times. It's even worse because they don't use the word the coin. They use the phrase, what's theirs? The coin is already a stand-in for the MacGuffin. You don't need to have a stand-in for the stand-in. All I know is I hated this next scene. Guys, we're we're at the last five minutes. We're getting we're getting there, and we're at the docks because that's where all deals go down. You're fucking kidding me! At the docks, there's dilapidated boats everywhere. Is that what you're telling me? Blake is there with Farouk. They're sitting in the car. Got the shades on. Farouk is sitting in the car. Oh, that's right. Blake, Blake and his goons are standing outside. Blake's got a whole new set of goons, and they're all 
50, excuse me, <laughs> 55 and up, but they're jacked 55. You know why? They're using that Frank Thomas shit. That's it. They're using the Frank Thomas shit. And the other thing about these guys, all old people all have great hair. None of them had male pattern baldness. Nothing. Because they're using the Frank Thomas shit. Is that what it does? It does everything. Oh, shit. So... Uh, Farouk is pissed, and Blake's like, "You can't do anything. We're, we're crusading revolution brothers. See the rings, right? You, you know, like, you could try to fucking do something, but the organization is gonna come down on. It's like the fucking League of Contaminous Intent. There's yeah. rule books to how you villain and everything. Right. And so Blake studies it. I got you over a barrel here, Farouk. So don't just calm your fucking shit. He's gonna arrive because I've got the queen chess piece on this table of uh, chess." Literal chess. And we see that, sure enough, he has Victorian there. Vivian? God damn it. Victor, Victoria, yeah. Victor, Victoria, that's another movie. Yeah. Vic arrives. You tell he's ready to fight because he's got his shirt sleeves rolled up. And Blake's... This is where self-awareness comes in. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is... It's awful, but I understand why... He does this, this is how you try to sell it to me. You're like, he does do a good job. He hides his fights. And I was like, oh, that's good for him. But it's like, we see the Quan fight first. So I was like, what are you talking about, you fucker? Uh, so he's got to get his queen piece back. And I feel, does he make a deal with Farouk here? Yes. Okay. And he's like, here it is. And Farouk's like, all right. But Farouk does tell him, if you fuck me. I will hunt. Well, you're going the, a step too far. Oh, okay. I thought before they got into this altercation, he makes a deal with Farouk. Because I don't understand how this interaction goes down. They just He just shows up and they say, no, fight. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. I wanted it to be more. I wanted it to be wrong. Victor shows up and they go, hey, there he is. Goons, get him over behind that dilapidated <laughs> boat over there. Right. Guys, this is the literal... Version of the story. So they take Victor out of camera shot, and then you hear. We see the facial reactions of Farouk, Ahmed, and Blake, and they're just like they're all wincing, like oh, he's getting his ass beat. And then you hear gunshots, and then Victor comes around, little trickle of blood from his eye. So he got so bad guys got one punch in yeah apparently his hands are covered in blood he's dusting blood so his jacket's soaked in blood and he's just shooing the blood off and the camera's slowly working up him he's got pistols in his pantaloons and then you see he's got this one he's got the little superman spit curl he's got the one superman spit curl hanging over his face and the camera just locks on him and then it goes over to Vivian's face and just green My on blue. Man. She oh. swoons. It's so. And then Nick just shows up. Walks yeah, Nick. did Nick help him? Like I he's literally a second later, Nick right, comes around. Right, exactly. This is AEW booking here because the lights went off for a second. The lights came back on. Nick's there, and then Farouk gets out of his car and he's just like, "Brother, you're making a deal with me. I'll make a deal." And I was like, "Why? When, when did this deal happen?" How the fuck did this happen? So he hands over. I think what it is is Farouk is like he knows that Victor wants Blake and he hates Blake. So he wants Victor to beat the shit out of Blake. So he's like, let's just cut a side deal. Give me what I want. You can have your bitch. I don't give a shit about your bitch. And I'm out of here. So I have nothing against you. Yeah. 
They do this deal right in front of Blake. They exchange the 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 disc, the chip, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but Farouk says, if you fuck me, I'm gonna be doing some blackbird hunting. And what does Victor say to him? He says something back to him. He's just like, uh I I'm count on it. I want you at your best, laddie. He does the AW. I'm sorry, Barry. So this I hated this. This is what are we I left with, it. audience? Dear readers, what are we left with? But I, well, this is the one thing I'll and this is why I hated it, but I also have to give credit to uh, Flatley. Flatley. He understood, because he's not as big a genius as Amir Shervan is, he understood, I don't have the money to hire a fight choreographer, to to spend, like, because usually fight scenes, like, it takes like two weeks to film a fight scene. It's like, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I'm going to do it this way. You got the drone? All right, put the drone up above. So we get a shot. We're looking down, like 30 feet in the air. We're looking down on our guys. So we have Nick and Victor side by side. Across from them, maybe six feet away, with guns pulled out. You know, they're they're squared up. And then Blake's got like four. Three or four goons. Three or four goons. They all have guns. All have guns. Two guns. We get So we're looking down. We have a God shot. We're looking down on this. And they just start firing at each other, and then we just cut away. <laughs> so your assumption is everybody, because they're 60, bled to death. At least, everybody well, we're got assuming shot. at least Nick died. We know Flatley ain't going to die. And, you know, we, we've seen enough movies. We know the bad guy has to die. Right. But no. This is Blackbird. He's got to live on. He's got to have a sequel. we got to have Blackbird too. Cut to the next night. We're back at the blue moon, and business is going, and it's going good. Nick is not only did Nick survive; he did get shot in the arms. Arms in a sling. His arm is in. But a sling. he's been rejuvenated. His hair. Think about Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. And Nicholas the shining. Is the golf. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the shining, like in the last scene when you see him in the photo at the the I forget what the hotel is called, and he's got his hair all slicked back, and he's a fancy man. That's Nick here. He's got his hair all slicked back. He's in a sling, and he's got a beautiful black woman over him. Right. God, the the extra casting of this movie. We got the Madeline is back to singing. They got rid of Sue Manchu. Well, Sue Manchu is on a tour, so yeah. they couldn't. They didn't have the money to keep her there. We so every all is good at the Blue Moon. We cut back to Farouk. He's at his grimy hideout, like you said, where everything's dilapidated. Right. And Overgrown they, with plants. We got his version of the hacker that Blake had. Right. And he's like, this is bullshit. It doesn't work. And then he's like, Blackburn shakes his fist. And then we're like, wait, did Blackbird survive this fight? And we cut back to his wife's fucking gravestone. Before that, though. Oh, is there a before that? We get that? a scene. Kaz is in London. Oh, okay. The Kaz And she, she's got the, the I guess... Even though this is, none of these guys work for the agency. She still did her paperwork. She, uh, she meets up like in the back of a limo with the head. The head. Does this mean the chieftains are back together and they've rejoined the agency? Uh, no, it meant that they just did enough to save the. the you're agency. right, now You're right because they have to be outside the agency so they can do the things that the agency can't do. Right. It's like the A team bullshit, you know. Because right. their hands are tied. Even at the agency, their hands are tied. God, this fucking. Oh. But when you I, when I you like play this. by your own rules, so she gives him, and he's like, she tells you know, him, he's like, she's like, we lost one of us. Yeah, Matiti, and he's Matiti. like, 
he will always be remembered. I mean, the world won't know that we, the, the chieftains, are, the world's chaos without us. It will never get our just due, but we'll know. Right. We'll know. And this is where we cut. So we're back in Ireland, I'm assuming. Right. At the estate. Apparently, this it's one of those, like, it's like Graceland where she's buried on the estate. She's not even in a fucking like, I guess, cemetery. Yeah, exactly. The chieftains own this place or something? Is this know. their club, their hangout? Because it's just like there is no other gravestones here except for, like, two other people and then his wife. And then there's that big estate that they were getting drunk and in. And he's back in that beautiful hat that. That Jack will tell us what it is. And yeah. It's tilted. He's got the Gene Kelly hat on. Right. Singing in the rain. And then he's finally over. He could finally let her go. Right. Because he's avenged. He, did he avenge her now? I don't fucking know what's happening. I don't know what the fuck's happening here, <laughs> but then it turns into fucking uh, whatever that Olivia Grunier movie is because there is. Uh, Vivian. Angel Town, whatever. Angel Town. I couldn't remember. <laughs> Vivian shows up. And she's got a fur coat on, and she's like, you can't leave and me. No, she's like... I need to fuck no, you right here. Like, Victor! <laughs> Victor! Like that fucking annoying Angel Town Did ho. they fuck on his late... Of course they, 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 they He bent her over the headstone and just fucking pile drive And therefore, it's an Angel Town. Angel Town. He took her to Angel Town. That's for Guys, watch sure. Angel Town. Um, yeah. That's it. No, yeah, yeah, I mean, we... I don't know. I mean, I'm never going to watch this movie again. I don't know if I can really recommend it. No. Because like uh, I said, it's not It's not so bad. They're, it's so bad it's good. It's just kind of just there. It's not – it's bad, but it's, it's not offensively bad. Yeah, it's not the worst way you can spend 90 minutes. It's 90 minutes. Yeah, flatly, if you're listening, release it in America. Uh, flatly, it, if you're listening, do another movie. <laughs> Get some help consulting. We'll work for six figures. Me and uh, Murray here, Merman Productions. We'll give you the ideas. We got the inside lane on everything. Dance Lore Production in association with Merman Productions. So we're gonna need someone to animate Frank Grills because <laughs> yes. we've been working. We've been needing gun. help with that for five years now. <laughs> Almost six. <laughs> Almost six years now. We need some help with our Frank Grills. Guys, if you if you just want to doodle some hot dog action going on, we need that. Well, why don't you get you got an artist in the family? Why don't you get your niece to do our look do a Frank Grill? I, I don't Is know. Is that Frank Grills there? <laughs> it could be Frank Grills. It's supposed to be a Dune Worm. I love this fucking fr- I tell my niece, draw me a Dune Worm and a guy riding it. And I have a worm on a giant bicycle with a man with a hula hoop attached to the worm. Well, that's supposed to be the reins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then It's logic to it. And then I, I said, can you write Dune on this for me? And so in big, you know, like a, a young person trying to learn English and letters and everything, she wrote Dune on it. It's beautiful. I love it. It's on the fridge. Oh, and it'll never yeah. leave the fridge. Yeah, so I will if have, we have any artists out there, feel free to do your own rendition of Frank Grills. I'd need, love to see them. We need some Frank Grills. Yeah, we need can, some new Grills. Yeah, we can, you, you can send it to our Twitter, at GNG Theater, on tw- or X, I'm sorry. Uh, or Blue Sky, if you're the, one of the fucking ten people that follow us there. Would that be too violent to show a hot dog? It would be way Blue too Sky. violent. Yeah, send it to X. <laughs> they, they're, they're, that's where freedom reigns on X. Unless you criticize Elon Musk. All right, Murray. All right. So we're, we're just past the halfway point of Misunderstood Genius Month, and we got a doozy. Next week, we're going to make you sweat. 
And by sweat, I mean Mark Sweatland. You ever heard of that guy? Probably not. You will next week because this guy wrote, directed, and starred in a little martial arts movie called Blood and Steel. And it is available on YouTube for free. I'm sure it's on Tubi as well. Check it out first if you want to. But we're going to enter the world, the Sweatland Pony, next week. Till then, keep it warm. Really, because it's cold. <laughs>